0: like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery, grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports.
1: And this is episode 132. Today, we're going to talk about the Pistons brawl that they had with the Lakers. Uh, We're also going to dig into the playoff rankings, so... Mikey, could you actually have that pulled up? I, I meant to write everything down before we started, and I yeah. completely... Or just, you probably already have it memorized, so... <laughs> just have Not it ready. Not quite. Have it ready. We can discuss the, the, the playoffs like we normally do as well. Um, yeah, the Lakers game, the the brawl that happened with the Pistons and Lakers, that happened on Sunday. Uh, before we get into our football teams, the Lions, another loss. MSU got absolutely embarrassed by Whoa. OSU. And Michigan got a nice win against Maryland. Uh, and now... Um, are doing everything they can to not get embarrassed by OSU this week. um, At the end, we will make our betting hero picks of the week and grade our Siciliano's Market Michigan beer. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please let us know in the comments. Join the conversation. Let us know what you guys think about all our topics. We're going to talk about all. So uh, if you're a Tigers fan, stay close by. We might talk some Tigers. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Tigers? No, we're not talking, Teddy. I don't know why I said that. Oh, I did I say that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. You got my hopes up. I, I, I was I mean, the other three-hour episode.
1: <laughs> whenever I go off script, it, it, I get, I say some really Ryan's random a- things. Ryan's about to walk out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, just just be part of the conversation. We want to know what you guys are thinking. We just about all the topics. So uh, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Cisneano's Market helps us pick out our, our out. The best craft beer from the state of Michigan, and Mac Web Design helps get our website up and running. And betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. So please check out all of our sponsors, and let them know that we sent you today. Micah is back from his much-needed vacation. Where were you last I'm week? Back. What happened last week? I can't even remember.
3: Work. Was it work? Work got well, the right. best of me. You
1: got you. Got home real late. You got work. I think yeah. You got home at like eight. Almost. Uh,
3: Seven thirty or so. Yeah. Seven thirty.
1: Yep. Mike and Ryan is here as well. This is a beat, you're gonna not gonna be here next episode because you're gonna be already in Alabama. I I will what?
3: exactly yeah yeah. So, Alabama.
2: You guys are uh, doing this early. We're next gonna episode, do it right? on Saturday. Yes.
3: You're gonna be
1: rolling the Dang. tide, so you can jump in while you're driving. I you watch, I watch? will be doing my
2: best to either listen or watch the game any way I can. I d- yeah. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to do that. That really sucks. In Alabama, bad. Bad cell service, bad internet. I mean, I'm I'm You're nervous. You have to go to I'm a local nervous. bar
1: or something and watch the.
2: In what the Bama game?
1: Well, no, I mean, Michigan Major- <laughs> will be on.
3: Yeah, yeah that, they probably the will. Game, You're right. I mean, so. it's the game. They're so. just gonna laugh at you down there.
2: I'm gonna just be like, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, well, we're not, we're not doing freeloaders here, just to watch this. They're gonna be <laughs> like, all right, give me the best like uh, I don't know, brisket you got right. <laughs> no, check I mean, it out.
1: That'll be, no, it'll be I would. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could not watch this game. I'm so excited for this Michigan. Yeah, Odyssey this game. I'm pumped. We don't need to get into it yet. I mean, we got we got a lot to talk
2: about. I'm nervous. You guys
1: want to start with the Pistons or the playoff rankings? Pistons. What's the playoff, P- it, we'll, what's no, the playoff the rankings
2: for, for? what is that between us? It came out today. No. Oh, you're talking like C- the CFP. Yeah, F- the, oh, okay. the CFP stuff. Yada, but yada. We'll,
1: we'll start with the Pistons. So, for the people that miss it, we're just trying to quickly get through some some of the the local news before we get into the topics and stuff um but pistons they they were in a game with the lakers up what 17 they're up 17 points 17 points in at that at quarter. that point
2: i think it was 13 or 15 i think okay. it was maybe 15 there
1: um but anyways uh free throw for the people that missed it uh who was shooting i think it was Jeremy grant shooting and isaiah stewart and lebron kind of got tied up and lebron first mi- just missed him with an elbow and then he kind of did the you know this this part of your fist, yeah. right? Right in the face. Yep. It was kind of like a pretending to flop. Like, oh, he's holding on to me, and he just, oh man, it was bad.
2: Yeah, it it was really bad. And Isaiah Stewart is a really tough guy. I mean, he's he's a big, strong dude, um, young guy. He's also the last person to complain about fouls being called on him. He doesn't just go around and do the LeBron like cry face thing, yeah. like looking for a foul. He doesn't do that. He he mans up all the time. I love that about him. And this was an example of he wasn't doing anything. He was he doesn't play cheap basketball. He doesn't hurt people just to hurt people. He plays hard. And the, he was boxing out. And it wasn't even a bad box out. Yeah. And LeBron like the baby he is just flailed through his arm and it was it was flagrant. Like it was, it was um, yeah. on purpose. He hit him on purpose and then in true LeBron fashion reached out to save face so that he didn't lose a uh, some contract that he's got, you know, with Nike or somebody else. And didn't want to hurt his face because he knew that Isaiah Stewart could have pummeled him in the face and ruined yeah, his, right? his next movie career. So, <laughs> seriously, Space jam forty. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, this to me, this just screamed like. Everything that I do not like about LeBron showed up here. And I will say as A Stewart took this way too far. Like, after the first time – I get in his face, good. I'm all for that. Yeah. Like, show you're not going to back down. Show that you're not – and then even, like, make it serious. Like, no, I'm here, and he's pushing his teammates around. Like, that. I'm fine with that. The first time he walked away, he should have ended it right there.
1: Yep, I agree with that. Took uh, it too far. I, I wonder if something else was said. You know what I mean? Because there had to have been something else said to to him, like, directly to him that was just not, not okay because – Man, I mean, he's bleeding from his face. So, like, I, I mean, yeah. he has a right to be mad, but. And he started to calm down. And then he just flipped a switch. And that switch, I mean, something. It, it's you like know a shark I mean? in it the wasn't, water, man. It wasn't another. Oh, yeah, he tasted the blood and just started going out. Did you hear that? It, yeah. Did you hear that? It, no,
2: I didn't. Oh, like, I, yeah, there were some people talking about that is that once he saw the blood coming down his own face and he tasted it in his mouth, yeah. then that, like, triggered some instincts inside of him. And I'm like. <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe, yeah. Maybe that's when he realized how bad it was, uh-huh. when he felt the blood dripping, yeah. and, then, and then he got really mad at him. Um, I, I, f- I don't know. I felt
1: like it had to be something that was said after the fact as they were like kind of separating and calming things down. And then how about how about Cade Cunningham coming in, like, trying to hold that dude back? I know. Holy – if if he got his hands on LeBron and he actually wanted to do damage, like, that guy –
2: he, he could probably kill LeBron. Well, Le- LeBron. They,
3: they call him Beef Stew. <laughs> Beef, Beef Stew, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's Beef. a big, big dude. Yeah, he really is, and and he's um, he doesn't back down from anybody. You saw in his rookie year, he he did the same thing, not the same thing like y- this, yeah. But yeah. he stood up. Ante DeCumpo, did something in his face, and he just like. He looked at him and and did not back down at all. Yeah, I think all. And that was then, in preseason too, wasn't it, or something like that? It was like it was early. Yeah, it was, it was early, early on. Early. Yeah, and it was great to see at that point. And this is just his personality. Again, took it too far, but overall, like this is the toughness that we were looking for in Detroit.
1: I love Anyways, it. Anyways, I love it.
3: We got I, stitches, didn't he? I think it was eight, eight, stitches. eight yeah. stitches. Eight
1: stitches. stitches.
3: Yeah. Off of what LeBron did. Yeah, and then come on,
1: it was how, such a cheap so shot. How about, how about the fact that he got suspended two games? LeBron only got suspended one. What do you yeah. think about that?
2: Well, I think here's the thing. I think if if he doesn't react the way he does, this might not even make sports center. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's even a big deal and maybe it does after the fact if they if they think LeBron did something wrong, but I guarantee you if I don't think LeBron gets suspended unless he acted the way he did. Yeah. I don't I don't think yep. it gets elevated to the level it did overall between the two of them unless Isaiah Stewart freaks out. Yeah. I agree. So I I'm not I don't know
1: I don't hate what happened. I, I, I like think that kind of
2: stuff. Obviously,
1: I'm more of a hockey player, but like, that, I like to see players like show some passion, show that they're pissed at the other team, yeah, and not just gonna take it because that's the type of thing that in hockey you got to fight Larkin over. Dead. You got to fight, <laughs> like you got to stand up for yourself, even if it was the a mistake. What, what did you say? <laughs> well, I
3: said Larkin did. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, but stand but, up for his guys. Yeah, but I, I mean, love that about him. Just a leader. True leader.
1: All right, let's not do that. Uh, no, but I mean you know what I mean. Like yeah. that type yep. of that type of action in in the hockey, Le- what LeBron did deserves somebody to go after him and he would have to answer for that. And I thought the way that they tried to make him answer for look, Beef Stew's not the, he's not the leader of this team. Who's the leader of the team? Cade Cunningham, who was trying to pull that guy back and getting in the way and saying, like, no, we need you, buddy, and holding him to try to not make it you know, a 15-game suspension
2: and a broken face for LeBron. Somebody would have made this same argument with Ben Wallace not being the face of this franchise or the, the leader of the franchise. But deep down in this team, like Ben Wallace's toughness came out and made that going to where Pistons – as good as they were, I guess the was
1: it Rip and Ben Wallace were both in the the stadium during the game. I guess, oh, were they? Yeah, That's which is interesting. Really? And, and I guess, and I I missed it, because I was I was at Uchel's when when it all happened, but like, so I couldn't hear it. But I guess the announcer in in LCA was like. Everybody, please stay in your seats. Yeah, he did. Do not throw anything on the court. Like, yeah. he just kept repeating that. Yep, He's just yep. like, because the, the the malice in the palace was the anniversary just like, what, last week or something? Yeah.
2: So, like,
1: I feel wow. like that was top of mind for everybody. And it was just like, oh,
2: boy. Well, the 30 for 30, like, it's, yeah. it's uh, gotten a lot of attention. Yeah. And everybody knows what's happened there in the history. No, I, I'm fine with it. I, I like it. I like that. Again, he took it too far. I don't want him to do that. Yeah. I'm actually surprised he only got two games. Really? Yeah, I I thought he would have gotten suspended more based on how many times he freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> One for each time he freaked out, <laughs> uh, and he made it a spectacle. The, he really did. Yeah, he, made, he did. He, he gave it an he, opportunity for fans to make it more than it ended up being.
1: Yeah, and he he looked like a uh, like I'm okay with the way he acted. And, he looked and like a beast. He looked like a beast, but he also looked like a, a little bit of a weird. Like, you know when, like, someone's yeah. throwing a fit and you're like, all right. Yeah, just, just stop. Just stop. Like, when he pushed everybody off and ran into the the, the back, yeah. I was like, man, what is he doing there? <laughs> like, it was almost like he was trying to beat LeBron to the locker room just so he could, like, he's going to, like, hide in
2: the bathroom stall Le- waiting for him. Apparently, LeBron reached out to apologize and he never he never <laughs> answered. Like, <laughs> he never came back. And I'm just, yeah, absolutely. Good. 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 Love it. If, next, if next time, LeBron's going to be thinking about that. And I. I'm not comparing LeBron to Beef Stew. Like, I'm, no, yeah, obviously, yeah. That, that's a dumb comparison, talent wise. But if he's thinking about anything other than the game, good. Yeah. When the do they play next? Sunday, right? Yeah, I think it's Sunday. It is, Ooh. or
1: maybe Monday. Like, it's so in, they, they both had like three games between it, and now they're gonna play it's each It's in other.
2: the Crypto. dot com Arena, right?
1: <laughs> I think it is. I bet your LeBron will be on. Uh, load management that night. Yeah, he probably will be. I would put a lot of money on that. But uh, no, it was it was some excitement for the Pistons for for a team that's playing really bad, and they ended up blowing the lead. That's losing not the true. Game. That's
2: not true. Okay, so the Pistons they had the, they had a really hard schedule at first. They've come back. They're, they're not winning games left and right. They've won four games, so they have played some decent basketball. They're back to being competitive like they were last year. So every game's competitive. You see the difference Cade Cunningham makes. He makes some dumb mistakes, some bad passes right to the other team here and there. He some some games he's not hitting his shots and everything, but he is better. The Pistons are better with him on the floor. Like he is a difference maker. Sometimes he gets beat off the dribble cuz he's not the quickest, but his help defense and his length shows and he's blocked shots and he and he plays help defense. Um Blocked LeBron early in the, earlier in that game on the fadeaway, turnaround fadeaway. He's got instincts. He makes that team better. Um, they're playing decent basketball right now, and they're they're competing with some really good teams. They're, they're winning right now in the fourth quarter against uh, the Heat. So he,
1: and they, they embarrassed them earlier on this year, right? Wasn't that their first game? No. It was it against the Heat or no? No, the Bulls beat them back-to-back. Back that's to right. The yeah, it was the Bulls. My bad.
2: No, but they've, again, they've been playing some good teams.
1: All right, um, but the the playoff rankings for college football did come out as well. Um, obviously, with Oregon and uh, Michigan State losing, I was it was a shakeup in the top. What was what was state six or seven, somewhere in there. Top six or seven teams, um, but Oregon was was number three. They dropped down to I think it was number eleven. Yeah. Um. So what 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 are the rankings? Just tell us the top five. Yeah. Top to five,
3: start. you got Georgia at one. And Ohio State at two. Okay, jumped. so
1: that that's interesting that they yep. jumped over Alabama. Yeah. Which Alabama won by what? Eight. One touchdown. Yeah. It was it was, a, it was a close yeah, game. Arkansas.
3: So. And then Alabama three, and mm, Cincinnati four. Cincy. Not okay. Michigan. All right. Michigan is five.
1: Well, uh, all right. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Now I I think Michigan should be ahead of Cincinnati, personally, um, but. I, I, everything's in front of them. Like, you go out and beat Ohio State, you're going to jump. So I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I mean, what do you guys think about that?
3: I, I'm i not going to lose sleep over it. I, I don't think right now they should be ahead of Cincinnati. Get through this weekend and see where the lay of the landscape where, takes us. So. Where
1: did Notre Dame end up? Are they six? Uh,
3: they are right behind us at yeah, okay. six. So that, that's
1: a team yep. to keep an eye on. That's as a good well. win for
2: Cincy. That's the reason they that you that's can justify th- them being a good That's the only four. reason.
1: Otherwise, their their other best best win is Indiana.
2: Yeah, but we know that this is a good team. They have they have top line. A lot of times these outside of the power conference teams have limited big guys, you know, on the offensive line, defensive line, and that's where Cincinnati kind of shines. So it's a different squad. I think they've earned it. They've earned their top four. And then one of these teams from the Big Ten will be in the top four after this game.
1: Yeah, I hopefully, you know, I hope it's Michigan. I hope Michigan yeah. can, can beat them. Uh, what did uh, Michigan State fall down to?
3: Michigan State went down to 12.
1: 12. Okay, so can you can, – sorry, so we talked about the top six. Can you round out the top ten for me?
3: Yep. We're going to go with Oklahoma State at seven. They've been sneaky this year. They've been climbing Yeah, which they, they have a
1: game against uh, Oklahoma, who's probably also in the top ten still, right?
3: Yep. Okay. So wow. you got Baylor at eight, Ole Miss at nine. And Oklahoma at ten, rounding out your top ten.
1: Okay, I think Ole Miss is a very interesting team. Not that I think that they're obviously they already have two losses. They're not going to be in that SEC championship. They can't make the playoff. But like they're they're one of the teams that like works really hard to get up and then falls, gets up and then falls. Yeah, and it's it feels uh, which they also have a, a game against I think Mississippi State, who I, I believe is in the top twenty five. Um, but I mean, other than that, I mean, what do you guys have any other thoughts about it? Or are you just kind of like it's just. Wait,
3: wait and see right now.
2: I think it's a great thing for college football this year. You're not going to have that um, the controversy. I think it's going to play itself out. The worst thing yeah. that could happen for them is Cincinnati losing, and then they don't have their top four anymore. Then you have to bring Notre Dame in, maybe, and you then know. It's,
1: then you got yeah, Notre Dame getting in over a team that they lost to. Yeah, um, yeah, that that'll be interesting. I think the the well, I guess another the interesting Alabama, thing is Georgia the Alabama Georgia game. Yeah. yeah. That could get very interesting as well, um, because if if Alabama beats Georgia, I feel like they're both in. And then what happens? Like then I guess it's going to be Big Ten and
2: then it's this, yeah, yeah, with Cincy, yeah. And, and you can make that argument. So since he loses, now you're now you have controversy. A three loss Alabama <laughs> <getting> versus <laughs> maybe maybe a Big Twelve champ with one maybe two losses. I mean I don't know. It Could get weird.
1: Yeah, and they've they've talked a little bit about the the expansion it could be as early as next year. Um, I think this is a this season is a good example of why expansion isn't necessary. I think it's kind of working out. Now, don't get me wrong; I, I would love it. I would love to see what a, a twelve-team playoff is. Is that what they're chatting about?
3: Yeah, um, I think it's twelve.
1: I think I would love like twelve versus one. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, give two, give eleven. Two yeah,
2: like give Michigan State a chance to win a couple games, earn exactly. their way into the, t- the final four there, and yep. it'd be awesome. All, all yep.
1: these teams, yeah. I mean, it, it's. Um, I don't think it's necessary to to figure out who the best team in the country is, um, but more more excitement. more excitement and exciting football against the top teams. More money. Sign me up every day. Well, I don't get any of the money, so I don't really no, care no, no, about. No. That. But that's why you do it, right? That's,
3: <laughs> it's bigger money for everyone. Yeah, everyone involved. NCAA, all the schools, big yep. money.
1: Yeah. It's time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. they are simply... It is time to introduce our <laughs> Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicily Annals Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether they know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicily Annals Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode, so please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So everyone knows that we love Arvon Brewing Company, and one thing that they do do better than pretty much anybody I know is their specialty releases, Right. They they have the they did the Halloween release now they're doing their Thanksgiving release and, and all that good stuff so what we got today is is uh uh three of their molt, three of their what we got five six seven different beers that they released uh, Man, they today do this over and over um so I did want to go through the their their full release here and then we'll get into what we're drinking uh it's their Dark Tuesday release. Which were online uh, at 8 a.m. this morning. We're crushing they're it. pretty much sold out. So that what they have is they have Time Reaper, which is a bourbon barrel aged triple mashed imperial stout with a 24 hour boil. Um, their variants of those, which they're all sold out. Um, so sorry, um, <laughs> they might have it at, inside the the taproom. I'm honestly not sure, but they have the coconut and uh, vanilla, which is toasted coconut. T- to, I don't know that word. Is it tahini? Tahitian? What Ta- is it? Tahitian?
3: Tahitian. Tahitian.
1: Oh. Tahitian, <laughs> Tahitian vanilla. And, oh, here's another <laughs> one. Plantifolia <laughs> vanilla? Wow. I don't know what that is. Duh. Um, That's sold out. <laughs> uh, they have the coffee and cocoa nibs, which is uh, at Little Foot Coffee, cold brew and cocoa nibs. I did at. Yeah, I said that right. Um, That one's also sold out. They're German chocolate cake. Toasted coconut, coconut syrup, cocoa nibs, plantifolia, vanilla, and pecans.
2: Pecans. Remember that with Kyle? I sure do. I remember that. <laughs> I had to do that. Um, it actually sounded right. I say it so often now. It actually sounded right.
1: <laughs> um, they had their dark divinations, which are all ten percent pastry stouts. Their variants is the Nutella hazelnut, coconut, cocoa nibs, and vanilla. And then the Rocky Road, which is chocolate, marshmallow, and almonds. Um, that's what, actually what I'm drinking right now is the the dark uh, the, the the Nutella version of this. So that's it's like I said, ten percent alcohol by volume. Um, so I mean so far so good. I mean it's ten percent alcohol, which is I already said that. What am I doing? Say I'm like, it again. I'm like reading 10%, 10%? I'm like reading and then going off of memory and then reading the same thing again.
2: Whatever.
3: If you didn't hear Sam, it's ten percent. Ten percent
2: Hulk by volume. Holy cow! How many have you drank already? Seventeen of them. Wow. No. <laughs>
1: um, and the 170%. next on the list, seventy percent. The next on the list is the Wobbly Cobbler, which Ryan is drinking. Ryan, do you, do you have what, what what's in there? Yeah, sure me? do.
2: Yeah, Wobbly Cobbler. Um, it's a kettle sour with blueberry. Okay, you guys gotta listen to this. Blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, strawberry, boysenberry, key lime with lactose and graham cracker. Oh,
1: tell me what that. What does that taste like? Next next time you pour I, pour some leave a little in the can. I, I got to taste a little bit of that. Uh, no, no, not having it. <laughs> how do they fit
3: no. all that in there?
2: Dude, it's 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 pretty incredible. It, it's so much flavor. I don't even. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. It's, it's amazing.
1: We were, <laughs> I was actually chatting with a bunch of the guys at work today. Later, like man, how do they do? it? Do they actually put real graham cracker in it, or do they put um like flavoring in them? Like, do they actually put blueberries, and or do they put flavoring? I'm like.
2: Oh, they put real it. I think crackers they put in.
1: like real, real stuff in it, right?
2: Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what yeah. I said, but I, then I was like, "Man, that's a lot." Like, <laughs> I could be wrong. Oh, it's a lot, yeah. Yeah, but no, it, it's awesome. It's so far so good. Uh, it's awesome. And that one's six percent so alcohol. Yeah, six percent. Yeah. Um, and then Micah, you're drinking the strawberry rhubarb cobbler, which is five yeah. percent alcohol. Yeah. What's all in that?
3: This one's got strawberry rhubarb, cinnamon, vanilla granola, and lactose sour. Man. this thing is a banger. Yeah, oh man, man. This this is a good beer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. I mean good good for Arvon if you guys check them out, I mean pick some up. I think they're open tomorrow. Uh probably not for for the uh on Thanksgiving, but like bring some of their beers to, to the, your get-togethers and stuff. Hit their hit their online store, go over there and buy some cuz they have some of the best beer and and we we highly recommend it. So, yeah, we'll just keep on going.
0: Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. (laughs) You're listening to State of My Sports.
1: The Detroit Lions add another loss to the loss column and are now 0-9-1 heading into the short week thanks to the annual... Thanksgiving game, uh, the Lions lost to the Browns 13-10 behind Tim Boyle's first career start, going 15-23 of 23 for a massive 77 yards and two interceptions. DeAndre Swift had another nice game going for 136 yards on 14 carries for a 9.7 average. The Lions had 245 total yards, 168 of those on the ground, and managed to score 10 total points zero offensive plays in the red zone and the only touchdown was the 57yard run by Swift the defense allowed two touchdowns in the third quarter I don't think it was the third quarter I think it was the second quarter uh, but other than that uh, played a good enough uh, game against a ba- injured May- Baker Mayfield who who they forced two interceptions from um, I mean I look I, I am done getting into this this team I, I don't think we need to break down the games I I I thought we'd, we we used to do that a lot. We used to break down games and preview games, and I, I don't think it's worth that. Um, but there there are stuff there, there. are still things worth talking about. I think, and and that's kind of what we what we got to do. And it just feels like a waste of time talking about. Them. It feels like a waste of time watching them. But it's football season. You can't really just stop doing it, right? Correct. A um, couple things that that I think are worth talking about here is Campbell um, and how he took over play calling and the way it's going. I I think. Tons of questions. I I don't like questioning play calling personally. Um, I do it way more than I wish I did. Um, But, like, there's so many different things that go into a play call um, that I don't think that I I should question it. But, like, just the game plan in general is getting very frustrating. And, like, there's no creativity. There's there's so many things that I'm just, like – and I, and I don't know what to even think about this guy anymore. Well,
2: it's it's you've seen a lot of third downs with the with the short screens are like the most aggressive they get. Like they, they mm-hmm. do they're doing the draw run play on third and twelve or third and ten. Yeah. Third and eight, like they're just doing it. And any third down, the, the draw play seems to be their go to right now. Yeah,
1: I mean they, they're they're getting less aggressive. Since he, he took over playing now, ball. And I, I think they're – yeah. go go ahead.
2: No, no go, I'll let you finish okay. your thought there.
1: I, I did have a couple examples, then we can kind of, kind of talk about it if that's cool. Uh, the, they forced the interception um, on Cleveland's 35-yard line with uh, 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it's 13-7, to right? Six-yard pass play, two-yard run play, one-yard run play, fourth and one on Cleveland's 25-yard line, down 13-7, to and he kicked a field goal. Yep. The look okay, all right. I'm just gonna go through example two. Then we can talk about it.
2: Football wise, it's the right decision.
1: Okay, all right. Example two. Last drive of the game. Again, the same score. Uh, And this is this is gonna get all right. Five minutes left. Twenty six yard pass play. We get the ball with five minutes, sixteen seconds left. Four minutes, forty seconds left. First and ten. Zero yard run by Williams. I don't know where Swift is personally, but well, different story. Four one left. Second and ten. A negative four-yard pass play. Third and fourteen, or er, three minutes and fourteen seconds left. Third and fourteen. A delayed handoff to Swift for five yards. Two minutes and thirty-seven seconds left. Punt. What? what?
3: The, <clears throat> okay, you you just uh, uh, d- waved the white flag.
1: That's what it feels like. And look, I'm not saying you. Go for it on on this 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 play necessarily when it's fourth and nine. Like I'm not saying that's the right call, but what does the combination of a delayed handoff usually do? It usually means you're going for it on fourth down, and you're setting up the next play. If and, you get enough yards, and then they punt. But I mean,
2: I don't know. It, okay. So I I I think here. What we've seen is Dan Cable took over, yes, but this is exactly when Jared Goff has been dealing with his issue, right? He wasn't able to throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. He didn't say that directly until after this game, about last week's game, and he actually came right out and said, "Well, I mean, I was stuck. I, we couldn't throw the ball down the field. Like we were stuck handing the ball off on third down and and throwing little chip passes to the outside, you know, just to because our my quarterback was hurt, so you know, I was stuck." And it looked that way. It looked like he was stuck in his game plan last week. Coming to this week, now he's got a brand new quarterback. And he said this, I've got a new quarterback on the first game who's coming off of injuries in a difficult place to play. It's cold out, windy out. Like, the weather was not in his favor. He's had zero success through the year all game. I mean, he didn't make 100 yards. I don't know what he threw for, what, 68 yards, something on here? 77. 77 yards, two interceptions. Like, why would you put the game in his hands uh, early on, early downs, like first down, second down, third down. You have a better chance with the way Swift was running the ball, and I get it, Swift wasn't in there. Yeah, he should have been in there with the game he had. But you, I don't know. I think the people like yourself in this podcast has a right to say, why are you not being as aggressive as you should be? I think the majority of the media has blasted Dan Campbell from the beginning about being too aggressive. And then when he says, look, my defense has dominated this second half, he trusted his defense to get the ball back. If they would have gone for that fourth and nine, or even earlier, fourth and one, if they would have gone for that and not taken any points at all, then then you would have heard the choir, the choir saying, "Why didn't he? Why like what is he doing? He's not taking points. You trust your defense. Baker Mayfield's been throwing picks. Like you, you're putting yourself in a good position for your defense to win you this game. That's exactly what he did, and then he gets to the the other end of the the argument. So
1: remove hindsight of this. Fourth and one. This is the closest you've gotten to the end zone the whole game, outside of the the fifty seven yard touchdown run or whatever. Fourth and one. I don't care. Like you're playing to win, right? That's what you're doing. That right there was a that that call seemed like you're playing not to lose. You're playing way too passive. Especially in, 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 look if if this is a seven and three team or whatever it is, and every point matters, and and. That's one story. It's like, yeah, okay, trust your defense and do what's working. Nothing's worked. You're trying to get your very first win.
3: You've got and nothing to you lose. you have
1: said that you're going to fight. From day one, he said, we are going to fight, and we are going to punch, we are going to bite kneecaps, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And you had a fourth and one, and you didn't allow your offense line, who's been great the last couple weeks, to fight and bite a kneecap and push and show why you trust them. And it's not about putting the the. Game and boils and look. Let's be honest. They could probably would have got the first down, and then they would have won a three and out from there, and end up kicking another field goal, wasting exactly, more time. Exactly, so, but you can't play that way. Assuming that, no, you,
2: you have to. So I, I see the so other you, end of you it. You
1: like kicking the field goal I, there?
2: I think it was the rightest. It was the right football decision at that point. Man, I have a hard time with that. Down well, down I, six. I don't a touchdown. There, lead, takes the lead. I understand what you're saying. I okay, I take it back. I wish they would have gone for it on fourth down, but I understand the playing to win mentality that the, that kicking the field goal brought you. It gave it kept enough time on the clock for you to then have your defense make some stops and get the ball and, and back they they and, they, and, they and they did they got to stop and did they did they did that.
1: But that still doesn't like you Then, still, then you he d- was
2: stuck. Then he was stuck in long yardage situations where he's like, my quarterback hasn't thrown one good pass all game. Like how what am I supposed to do right now? Yeah, so he got he got stuck in a position where first of all he made a play and it was maybe less aggressive at the time, but it was the more aggressive play to win the game in the end, yeah. and and rather than you know because if they would have gotten the touchdown then then what then you're up by one and then the Browns go and kick a field goal and then you lose again the same way they've lost two, two other I, times I,
1: I would rather lose that way than than lose being passive when you're zero nine and or eight and one. Personally, I, again, I would I just, rather lose I see,
2: the, I see the, the wheels turning, I guess. In this yeah. scenario, yeah. with the weather the way it was, the way the second half was playing out, I think this was the right football decision for them to turn around, get the ball back, and try to win it again. They got the ball back. Everything worked out. Their offense just sucked. So what, yeah. so why does that terrible offense, why do we think they would have gotten in the end zone?
1: Well, I, that was the closest they've gotten to get in the end zone. Yeah. And, then, and then they just passed up on a, on a fourth and one.
2: Yep, and I, that, I, I get think,
1: it. Is the frustrating part? And look, for me, it's not necessarily like I'm not losing sleep over, and I'm not going to make a big deal about losing this game because of this call or or whatever it is. Because I think they would end up finding a way to lose anyways. Like I'm not, that's not the issue. What the issue is for me is, is Dan Campbell, and like, and, and I'm not saying that I, I I'm done with him or anything like that. That's not where I'm going. But I'm concerned about the perception of him, and he took away the play calling from, uh. A, respected coordinator in this league he's he's had very he's had good success as a coordinator he's gotten a head coaching job um and he ripped away play calling and that I, i'm okay with but then you do what you're doing after that and i'm like wait you just went completely it almost seems like you took a step back. You went less aggressive in every aspect of play calling since you did it. In my head, it was we're going to make this change and be aggressive. We're going to show that we can do X, Y, and Z. And we're just, instead, we're going back. We're taking steps the wrong direction with this uh, mediocre play calling, less aggressive play calling, I should say. And don't get me wrong, I-, I love the way that they're using the running game and they're very creative with the play calling. And, and we've had a 100 yard rusher back to back games. That's that's great news for for Lions fans. So I like that. I like what the way that they're utilizing Swift, but to just I don't know doing that and then just not being aggressive and not proving more it is scary to me. And I don't know. Go do, ahead.
3: Do you think it was the right decision to take away play calling, given what Anthony Lynn has to work with? Because you, you have a you have a you have a type A running back. You've got a type A tight end. And you have a struggling pass game. yeah. And you have a good O-line. Like, what do you want him to do? We did
1: talk a little bit about this last week. And Ryan and I kind of, we landed on, we don't think it was necessarily like, Anthony Lynn, you're not doing a good job. We're going to take this away. We looked at it more like he wants to be the last one talking to Jared Goff and holding, so he can hold Jared Goff more accountable. That's the way that we kind of took it. It was more, not necessarily an Anthony Lynn, I'm replacing you. It's more like, Jared Goff, I'm putting you on notice and you're dealing with me now. It's kind of like, you know, mom can punish and and do what she does, but the se- second dad walks in that room, you're like you're dealing with me now, kid.
2: Different story. It's so, a
1: completely different and I feel that's the way we thought
3: it was. Now, so last week was his first game play gone.
1: Against the Steelers was first week, er, yep. second okay. week was Sorry. was the the, the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw
2: it. it with with Goff not able to throw the ball down the field at all, like zero they ran the ball so many times in a row in that Steelers game, and that's what we've seen that's been different. Is yep. they If we have something going, he's just stuck with it. Now, with the third down calls, we, have, uh, we haven't we have thrown the ball down the field. Actually, the only times we've really thrown the ball down the field, they were <laughs> interceptions. Yeah. So um, th- that's the other side of it. It's like, what do, you, what do you want him to do, put his quarterback in a position to lose the game for him? The answer is yes. We want to blame the quarterback. We want to blame Tim Boyle in this case yeah. and then say you're not good enough and now we have a reason for it. But he, he's – He's got more to balance. He's juggling more at this point and I'm I'm not one of those people that thinks you can have it both ways. And I'm not saying you, and I'm not saying this podcast cuz we wanted him to be aggressive from the beginning. Yeah. We I'm liked just saying his aggressive play Yeah, we did. Role. We yeah. did. And yep. but earlier we heard the media, we heard sports talk in Michigan all jump on the bandwagon saying that like he's reckless, he's out of control. He mm. needs to do uh, the smart football decision. Yep. Nobody should question whether this was the smart football decision. This was the smart football decision. We're just dealing with a winless team. So we wanted him to go out with reckless abandon.
1: Yep, and what I don't like is we were told he's going to be one thing, and he's already gone away from that one thing. And that right there tells me he has changed his beliefs. He has changed the way he's thinking. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but he came in and he preached one way, and he has already gone away from that. Did as you, that, soon as coaches go away from what they have preached, that's when I start thinking they don't even trust themselves.
3: That's where I become furious as a fan. Yeah. Like, I, I would be so darn upset that th- this man has... Uh, hit His word at the at his press conference was, we are going to be aggressive. Mm. We're going to bite kneecaps. Everyone knows that. Then Then you go out and you do Nearly the opposite. Well, well, well like, not only
1: that, but I, he was very aggressive at first, and then I feel like that's when he got the heat to and a fault the, the by heat. To,
2: according to a lot of people, and the
1: heat is what made him be like, okay, I'll do it your way, and that is what I don't
3: want. Like. And and I guess like once you get to once you get to the off season, he's going to be able to take a step back, kind of look at what he's done through his yeah. body work through his first year learning, make yeah. make some changes, but. It is definitely concerning in this past game, looking at what we've talked about, that that first example is, like, when you're fourth and one and you've got it from that turnover, we're, we're not looking for for you to be, like, play calling recklessly and like Ryan is saying, but fourth and one, man up, and, grab and, your balls, and play. Get that yard.
2: So what I I will say this. He also, in his, all of his press conferences up until this point, also said that sometimes as a coach you have to trust your instincts about a game. I, and did, it, I agree with and that. And it might go against what you want to do at the time if your instincts are telling you something different. And that's something he said he learned from Sean Payton. Before this game, he was talking about waking up and you know like in the middle of the night and he's thinking about the game. He wanted with the weather the way it was, new quarterback. He had a gut feeling with this game. They needed to keep it close. This needed to be a competitive, close game coming down to the end and give his chance a team to win. And so I think that played a part in in his play calling, especially down the stretch, uh, being a little bit more conservative than we're used to because he had a he had a feeling early on. He had a game plan early on in his head the way this game was going to play out and his goal in the end was to give his chance his team a chance to win <laughs> while keeping it close he did exactly that they didn't they didn't pull oh, it off
3: okay hold on hold the phone so he wants to keep it close to the end and after you go through these examples and you're down to 237 and you don't have a Matt Stafford who can lead a fourth quarter comeback who are you going to put? <laughs> yeah, who are you going to put in charge to lead that drive? That then? was their
1: best chance, just, in my opinion. Like, if you can't trust your team to score from the twenty-five yard line of touchdown, then you're basically just saying we're going to try to kick field goals and win this game.
2: Which they could have kicked another field goal at that point to tie, to tie it. it, and but, then yeah. But who's going to get you to field goal range? No, I know that's
1: yeah. Yeah, sorry, lack of you would have talent. had to have, you would have had to get twenty-five yards or more. To get in field goal the range, the answer the answer and the 25 is running backs. was to get into the end zone.
2: Who's going to get them there? Their running, their running backs, backs, which they ran the ball twice, yep. then had their four yard negative four yard pass play. Like they got in a bad situation because they were trying to trust what they had done well at that point, and well, then it was, thir- it was
1: a pass at Ewa BK or whatever. right? Oh yeah, yeah. So, like, so again, Swift wasn't down. even in either of those plays. Like
2: yeah, again, I don't want to. Yeah, maybe the, maybe he's dealing with the, something the, we the didn't bottom, know. The
1: bottom line is, it, it, I, I don't care about this loss. This loss doesn't it, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't care about another loss. I, what I'm worried about is the perception of this organization, and and this season was all about changing the perception and developing these players. I think they're developing pretty well um, for the players that are at least healthy. Heck yeah, they're developing um, well. But the perception is a very big concern, and that that's I think that's. You, you want to to Yeah, put I'll them finish all it, it off we'll, with we'll,
2: we'll go. we knew this was a bad team. Again, I'll go on my spiel. I do it every single week at this point. This was a bad team. We got rid of our most talented player, franchise player, in order to look to the future. This was a seven-year plan with Dan Campbell or whatever contract he signed. This is not a one-and-done thing. For fans to be overreacting over year one on this rebuild is foolish. We are going to get an, an absolute top pick, a top three pick, big time talent, another first rounder going. The whole point of this was to build on something that we didn't have yet. We've had losses. We've had coaches that weren't, I don't know, able to, to lead men. We were, we've had all this stuff. We've had the next big coach in the, the Patriot way. We've done all this. We've had the nine and sevens. What we haven't had is star power, both sides all come together at the same time where we have inspired play. Week in, week out, and I and we don't have the players to do it right now. Wait until next year. We'll have, we'll be a little bit closer.
3: Last, last, quick thought. Sorry. This coming off season, you need to find someone to be that team leader in the locker room, whether it's on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side. I feel like leadership lacks greatly.
2: Most competitive, zero nine and one team you're gonna find in the only one.
0: Wings to Michigan State. We're talking about it. This is state of my sports.
1: The Michigan State Spartans.
0: The
3: Spartans was
1: at, they were absolutely embarrassed in Columbus on Saturday after trailing 49 to zero at half and finished 56 to seven after OSU called off the dogs in the second half. Thorne went 14 of 36, 158 yards, and a touchdown to Keon Coleman. Kenneth Walker was dealing with something and only had 25 yards on six carries. It was very, very ugly and not really worth breaking down the game. Um, I, I, the first, very first thing, so I was out, actually out uh, raking my yard and listening to the, the start of the game, and I heard Michigan State uh, won the coin toss. And they deferred, and that absolutely Blew my mind mainly because I mean you, they knew crazy? they knew the type of game that this was going to be. They knew they would have to slow the game down. They would they needed to control the clock. They needed to have long drives, and they, and they needed to keep Ohio State's uh, offense off the field the best that they could. They needed control, allowing Ohio State to get the ball first, go put points on the board, score obviously, and make that first drive as crucial as that first drive for Michigan State was. Like it did not need to be that, you know what I mean, and that right there, it felt like you knew exactly what was going to happen. I don't know, if, I don't remember if it was a, a three and out or if they got a first down. It doesn't matter. They gave the ball back. Next thing you know, it's fourteen nothing, and you've touched the ball one time. And I feel like in look, I, look, coin toss. It, it, it doesn't matter a whole lot because most times I would defer, but I feel like in in the college game more than anything, it's like you know the way that this game is going to go. You know the way that it needs to go for you to be successful. And that right there was like, he didn't he, he didn't see it. He didn't see the way that he needed to, this game to go. You need to have the ball for seven minutes at a time and yeah. limit the amount of touches that this Ohio State offense has. <laughs> and he put them on the field first. He but, put his offense... Offense is back against the wall and they
3: couldn't do it. They, it. they were in panic mode from the get-go. It it kind of came off like like I like a I want to make a statement to this Ohio State offense. Yep.
2: Or team.
3: Or it was I think we're going to be down either by a score or a few scores at the half and we're going to need the ball at the half.
2: And they needed the 2-minute drive combo with getting the ball back to change the game in the third quarter.
3: So whether it was whether it was a little bit of pride to start the game off, like we want to show this Ohio State offense that we mean business. Well, they didn't really even get off the bus for business.
2: Look, going into this game, we didn't know what was going to happen. Michigan State was well equipped to at least put up a fight against Ohio State. And I and I was one of the f- the first people and, you know, saying it loud and clear, I thought Michigan State Actually, matched up pretty well based on their firepower that they had on the offensive side. So
3: that's why I picked Michigan State to cover. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, yeah, I know because it was legitimate. They, Michigan State's been doing this all year. So, I mean, if you are a coach and you're coming up with a game plan, I can again, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just too reasonable. I can try to get into people's minds and see where they're coming from. In my view, he saw this as an opportunity to say to his team, I trust you. If even if you don't get into a fight, we're going to be, in, or if you don't get off to the best start, we're going to be back and forth with this team. If we want to win this game, either way, it's going to be a shootout. So now we're giving ourselves the chance to double up at, at halftime. That that's a big swing momentum play. Everybody defers right now because of that. So unless you're trying to make a statement the, the other game. way,
1: the college team doesn't do that nearly as much.
2: Unless you're trying to make a statement the other way, which you're you're. You're making a lot of sense saying that you want to keep them off the field. You want to you want to get this tone set early a certain way. That makes a lot of sense. They had a they had a chance to do that with their first offensive drive. Is come back from the seven nothing lead. It's not like they made their big plays early in that first drive. They made, it had like a ten play drive to score their first touchdown.
1: I guess for me, it's not necessarily like they weren't able to. To answer, obviously that that opportunity is there to answer, but I feel like the way you watch, the way that a team watches what Ohio State just did to your defense, which was we knew was going to be the issue heading into the game, and then you finally get the ball after what was it like a five minute drive probably, and they got a touchdown. You finally get the ball, and the last thing you can do is give this ball back without a first down or three. You know what I mean? And that puts a ton of pressure on. The offense that puts a ton of pressure on the play calling going away from what you originally had scripted and stuff like that. It it's it it just changes everybody's mindset, I think. Whether you want it like I know you're not gonna say that it would, but it does because Peyton Thorne's back to throw and he goes, I cannot throw an incomplete pass here because they're gonna get the ball back. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying they actually think of these things, but it, like yeah, it's there. I get right? what
2: you're saying, and you're absolutely right. You can't just assume that either it, way. Ohio State would have scored on seven straight possessions. Exactly.
1: And, and look, it it doesn't change. That, the that game. was a snowball it got it, there exactly, progressively. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not saying that this if, if Tucker would have taken the goal, the ball, they would have won this game. Not saying that. I think we all we all saw happen. I, I didn't want to go over the first half numbers. I feel like. These are just it's so scary. insane. Um, they're worth talking about. So um, first downs. Oh, my gosh. I have a hard time reading this. What, what's wrong with me? First downs in the first half. This is first half stats. This is only Ohio first State, half? yeah. Ohio State had 26 first downs to Michigan State's seven. Third down conversions in the first half. Michigan State was four of ten. Ohio State was two of
2: two. Two third downs. Only all those two plays. third downs 26 first downs. time.
1: 26 first downs in the first half, and two third downs. Rushing that's yards, thirty-nine to one hundred and seven. Passing yards, first half seventy-seven to three hundred and ninety-three. Five hundred total yards wow. in that's the like, first half.
2: It's like Michigan's total for the year. Yeah, right. The passing yards. <laughs> Honestly,
1: like just wait till we get to that yeah. that matchup. I got I got some crazy numbers there. I mean, it, it is absolutely insane the way they they move the ball. Peyton Thorne. Uh, first half was 8 of 26. Kenneth Walker, again, dealing with something. He had five rushes in the first half for 24 yards. I think he ended, what, with six rushes? Six carries for 25 yards. So he only had one carry and one yard in the second game. Obviously, with what's going on, you you get that. I think he took something on
2: his 15-yard run. Is that what it was? Yeah, to me it looked like his hip or something. But,
1: um, but I mean, just absolutely insane. I want to go over some the Ohio State numbers. Stroud was 29 of 31 for 393 yards in the first half. Six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Henderson, nine carries, 63 yards. But really, I mean, Olave, seven catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Wilson, seven catches, 120, is that 26? 26 126 yards. yards, two touchdowns. Two t- sh- Smith, I don't know. <laughs> Jabba. Yeah. Jabba. Eight catches, 76 yards, and a in, touchdown. And Jigba. Absolutely there you go. insane.
3: This, so this is it <laughs> slightly obvious what the uh, strength of the offense? Is? Dude, this Whoa. was this was wider. This uh, was like they
2: they were competing with each other. They yeah. were saying, yeah. like, <laughs> right? "No, it's not fair that you got two. I want, I want my second. Like they were just running wild. they man. were toying with. Them. Who's yeah. to
3: say they weren't even talking like that on the sideline? Oh, well, do you know they were? Yeah. Right? you know
2: they were. These were video game numbers. They were putting up video game stats. They wanted, and it was wanted the ball. The
1: ball. It was so methodical. It was. You and dunks to get. Big chunk plays, but then it was big plays too. It was just absolutely. You were insane. listening
3: to it. I watched the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I, I watched. I watched the most of the second quarter. What did What did you see, Micah? Did you see how Ohio State State got to this point? Did you see how they set them up at all?
3: Did you, it? It was. It was too easy. I, I. I can't even explain. It's just. It was Stroud to receiver. Stroud to receiver. Yep. Sprinkling a little run game there, it's
1: it's insane. And, and
3: and then it was just pass, pass, pass. It was, it was Alabama type football. It it was yeah. throw the ball, so throw the ball. The crazy thing is, is it
1: was. I mean, yeah, you. you it was the best pass pass offense. Probably in the country, is my guess. It's got to be. Against the worst pass defense in the country. Yep. They were 130th in, in some of the and stats. And it looked like, like it. And it, and like it. was it – was, they were getting everything they needed, and there was no pass rush to, to mess with Stroud. Yep. It was just – it was practice. Yeah. It oh, was he had like, all day. It, it, it he he had, had all day. All
2: the wide receivers were not getting uh, pushed on the line. Like, they yeah. had no resistance that, at all. He had that. two
1: incompletions. He had three ti- – three Times more touchdowns than incompletions in the first half.
2: Did Panašuk play? Honestly, I don't know. I, he did. I saw. But, did he?
3: Because so, I'll tell you what, that was the most piss poor performance from him and that defense I have seen all year. Yeah. literally yeah. nothing. Yeah. All right, you, so this it, is,
2: yeah, this is what I saw in the first drive. Yeah, yeah. It was something like a ten play first drive or, uh, for Ohio State that ended with a touchdown to Olave. Right. Start the game. Yeah. Um, but, w- but what they did, and this is, this is, I think really interesting is they started this game with their, with their curl routes, their, their speed breakdown, turn around, catch the ball. They did it over and over and over. Olave and Wilson, Alave, Wilson, and then in Jigba across the middle with their crossing route. That is, that's what they did the entire first drive. They, they let Michigan state know that they were ready to pass the ball and then they got their corners to start biting early on those comeback routes. So they'd go 10 yards, they'd turn around and come back. And then the, the second drive, you saw Olave go uh, – maybe it was Olave or did Wilson get the second? Either, either one. I think Wilson actually got the second touchdown. He went straight by his guy in Michigan State. It looked like he was running in slow motion, like he was expecting him to come back to the ball because he saw so many of those routes in the first – Sequence. Wilson got the second one. Yeah, yeah like and, the then, and he just ran game. right by him. He had no hands on him the whole time. All he did was run to his left and then just kept going straight like a small little post the whole way. And then what would you see the third one? Olave did exactly the same thing. Then they just started playing the video game where they were just running by him, but State didn't know if they were going to break it down or go deep, and they got stuck in that like no-man's land of they weren't guarding either. Because they' they stopped moving their feet, they were playing too far off them they weren't they weren't getting their hands on them early because because they knew they couldn't match their speed. Yeah. so what do you do at that point? They just got beat.
3: I, d- I don't know what the ratio was, but I know that Michigan State was shifting between man and zone and they were getting caught with their pants down both both ways. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. It,
1: it was bad, and I don't think it's worth really digging into this. I don't want to no. like beat a dead horse. Um, I think we're 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 kind of done talking about the game. I think it was just it was a little bit of a wake up call for for Michigan State. I think, um, you know, they they went into it thinking that they they had a chance, rightfully so, and and they they got humbled a lot. And I think, I mean, as a Michigan fan, we we know that feeling. You go into that Ohio State game feeling with a little bit of confidence and then it just gets ripped out from under you and you get absolutely embarrassed. And and that's what state did. And and I think the one thing I mean I think we need to talk about is the game doesn't erase what Michigan State has done this year. Um they've Not had at a all. very good year. What Mel Tucker has done in this this year is is impressive. Um I'm a little like I, I listen to sports talk all the, all day. And everybody was talking about how uh, Jim Harbaugh was making excuses for the loss against Michigan State, and he wasn't owning up to it. And then when Mel Tucker was giving excuses about the way, the reason why they got outmanned because of recruiting, they got to do this, they got to do that, and he didn't have time to do this and bring in the right guys and like, kind of excuse-making. Look, I, I agree, and I agree with Harbaugh. I agree with Mel Tucker. I don't want to blast yeah, a guy. I, I just reasons, want a yeah. little more consistency when you get these – more more talking to national sports talk or not national, but like Michigan sports talk radio that's pretty one sided both sides, I guess like, you get at that, but I don't know it's just that that bothered me, but um this is this it's been an extremely good year, extremely good you cannot imagine even the the most the slappiest of slappies wouldn't have wouldn't have predicted what they did, yep. and uh, you no. should be extremely proud of this season now i everything you gotta be careful because. You don't want to go into this one and four. You, you know, end the season one and four with the Michigan win and then losses acro- across yeah. that board there. Yeah, it's dangerous. Right? Um, Well, I guess you went in Purdue and then they beat they somebody beat, else. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so Purdue and then
2: They had a good a win. win and uh, then Maryland.
1: Maryland, yep. And then uh, lost to Ohio State, Penn State in, in a bowl game. You got the, the bowl game. Uh, um, I they the they needed yeah out, they but.
2: needed to run in this game like we said and they just didn't have that to begin with their best offense their best defense would be their offense and their offense didn't step up or show up at all
1: yeah um, one thing I did want to talk about before we turn the page is the Mel Tucker contract we haven't talked about it yet um, reportedly close to a contract that's worth ninety five million dollars I think they're saying ten years ninety five million. Um, I didn't. He, what, what is the the James Franklin contract? Do you, can you pull that up while, while we discuss this weekend? I know yep, it's make think sure it's we 10. clear it up. At ten um, years, because I want to compare it. Compare the two. Now, look, I, I, I don't. I don't care what people make. I don't care how long people's contracts are. I don't care how much money they're making. That doesn't bother me at all. I'm not going to lose sleep and say Michigan State, you guys are going to regret paying this guy that much money. They were in a at a point that. You're either going to pay up or he's walking out the door. It yeah. was—I'm not saying he's worth this amount of money. I'm not going to say that. I don't think any of these guys are worth this much money, honestly, other than Nick Saban, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple other guys, but you're in this scenario where you have very, very big jobs open. You got LSU, you got Florida, you got USC, and there's probably other ones that will come open if they're not already. Uh, and, and you have this up and comer, and he's under your wing. You better pay him, or he will walk. I'm sorry, I, I don't care if if Mel Tucker said that this is where he wants to be on the uh, Draymond Green pod podcast or, or not. Like, the money's going to talk. And if Michigan State's not willing to step up and spend this money, he's going to walk because this is his ticket. This is his ticket. This is his grandkids' ticket. This is his great grandkids' ticket. This is his opportunity to put his put his <laughs> put his family in a really comfortable spot. I'm not going to sweat sweat over it.
2: Um, I'd love to be in that position. It would, it would be great, right? <laughs> um, Ten years I mean, is a long time. Don't get me
1: wrong. It feels extremely early. Uh, I look at that number and be like, man, you could probably get a Lincoln Riley to come your way. You could probably get a professional coach to come down for the coach for that type of money. Is Mel Tucker the guy to spend that money on? I have my doubts. If Michigan State's all for it, go for it. Like I, I'm not going to question it, but like that is a number that gets a lot of people's attention. The- and that is a number. So the, the the thing I keep hearing is this contract, if it's signed, it's still not signed yet. If it is, he will be the highest paid black coach in all of sports, NBA, NFL, college football. He's up there. And that's insane. Like, if you think about it this way, Good so for him. the 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 coach for Pittsburgh series, Mike Tomlin, <clears throat> yeah, you offer this to Mike Tomlin, it might get his attention. Tell me you would rather have Mike Tomlin over Mel Tucker. You know what I mean? And that that's where I again is Mel Tucker worth it? Yeah, if somebody's worth paying for it, he's worth it. I've I've but, heard that argument.
2: I've heard that argument between the pros and college and how college is really you're going to make more money in college football. It's a lot more work. I've also heard that side of it, and it's like, when do you take a break? You don't. You don't get to take a break. You, the nope. pressure, every year the pressure is equally as high. In the pros, you can have your bad years. You, Sean Payton can go three and, you know, whatever, 13, 13 at the time. Three or 13 and come back and win his division the next year. College, you might not get that chance. You might be out at that point. Yeah. So um, you're dealing with a different type of fan base. And and your recruits better be sticking. You know, it's it's ruthless in college football. I don't know how Nick Saban's done it.
1: Yeah, well, I, nah. I don't
2: know how Ohio State does it. I mean, I guess they just get every great recruit, and then they just decide between those who they like. Yeah. Money, and Money.
3: then maybe a little bit of and then drugs. extra. I don't know. Yeah, Tattoos.
2: I, I. You know what? I actually heard something. <laughs> Michigan State <laughs> is as far as uh, the basketball program and football program. Head coaches, the combination of the two and how much money both coaches combined make Michigan State, number one. Yeah. That's, Between Izzo, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: And I mean, that, again, if if this contract Sheesh. is through, yeah, it if it goes through. And, and that, that'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out.
2: Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Juwan Howard, number nine.
1: Well, just wait. I know. I think Harbaugh is waiting for this contract to be signed and he's going to. Hey, use you go that. beat Ohio wait, State. You just got James Franklin signed. Brian Day is going to get a new contract once once Mel Tucker gets this contract. Like it's going to be a snowball, and the Big Ten in general
2: is <laughs> they're starting to pay to keep do, these coaches. Michigan does not want to be ten and three. Do you? They think, want to beat Ohio State. Do you think
3: Brian Kelly leaves for a different conference?
1: I have heard that. that actually, I heard those rumors for the first time today.
3: For I heard Florida a
1: and USC. USC. I heard both of those. Um I, I, I think USC. I think he's actually said that USC in Notre Dame were his dream jobs, right? Um and then you got Urban Meyer hanging around there. Look at
3: uh, Again. Hey, Gainesville's just a short drive from Jacksonville, yeah, Urban. Right? Watch him go back there. He's oh, my headaches are fine. <laughs> <Hey. Yeah. laughs>
1: Turns out I'm all good. <laughs> yeah. 20, Maybe. 15 years later, yeah, I'm all good. We'll see Just how got my COVID is doctor. later. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, I got some yeah. details on Franklin, though. All right, yeah, yeah, bring that up. Uh, his new deal is 10 years at $8.5 per year. It's a $7 million salary, $500,000 retention bonus, and the school buyout is his full remaining salary, plus a loan. His buyout, if he leaves this year, is $12 million. Okay. $8 million next year, $6 million and 23.
1: Uh, that, Wow. I, I think that's a well- Well-drawn-out, Connor, And we talked about several weeks ago now that he got a new, um, uh, not lawyer, (laughs) agent. Agent. He got a new agent um, part of this deal, and it's a very smart contract, I think, on both parts because there's a chance that he gets called. Look, I think he's one of the worst, most overrated coaches in all of football. Um, But he was going to get those calls. And now if he does and he wants to leave – the people hiring him have to pay Penn State. Penn State's going to make their money off of them, and if and I I think mean, that's smart. And that that's a, another part of the, the Mel Tucker contract that we don't know are are the buyouts in the payouts and stuff like that. Because that contracts are are absolutely worthless when it comes to college football coaching. Because you leave and get fired and leave on your own all the time. It happens all the time. Yep. It's all about the buyout, and that's what tells you.
2: How serious they are. How
1: serious both parties are. And I but, think that's the biggest thing with, with Harbaugh right now is he doesn't have, I, I don't think he has a buyout right now. There's no buyout if he leaves um, either side. So um, I, I think that, that that kind of a good segue to, to talk some Michigan, huh? Huh?
2: Go for it.
0: If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! <laughs> This is State of My Sports.
1: Before we get into the main topics of episode 132, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the Hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late-night drinks with friends, and everything in between, the Hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2021. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice little discount off of your first beer. Also, check them out and pick up some six-packs for, for all your holiday get-togethers and stuff like that. They have some great beer to go. You can get Crowlers or six-packs from the—they the, have Delicious, obviously, and Shadowbox. Award-winning Shadowbox is also in six-pack as well. So um, bring that to your your uh, event this holiday season. Uh, Michigan went into Maryland and routed them 59— in. Fifty-nine to eighteen, behind an all-around solid effort, with Cade going twenty-one to twenty-eight for two hundred fifty-nine. You guys can go get more beer if you want. You guys are shaking your cans. Like. Well, I was
2: I was gonna pour some in Micah's cup because I thought I had extra, but they're both gone. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now it's gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> twenty-one to twenty-eight for two hundred for two hundred
1: fifty-nine yards and two touchdowns. JJ went five of five for fifty-eight yards and a touchdown. Huh. Um, also had a rushing touchdown. Haskins huh. huh. led the team on the ground with 78 yards on 20 carries. But the biggest story with Corum, uh dressed but not playing was Donovan Edwards. Um, and hit, He had his breakout performance Big time. with only 8 rushing yards, but 170 yards on 10 catches and a touchdown. An all-around good defensive performance, but nothing crazy really stood out outside of the pick 6 by D.J. Turner. Special teams also gave the team a lift with the Barrett when when Be- Barrett fielded a kick, tossed it across the field to AJ Henning, uh, who ran it back for a touchdown. Dude, that just, was so awesome! Just a, what, what a really, throw! That was really a dime, fun, <laughs> fun effort to to watch you this game. Sling it like,
2: it, it was. <laughs> Kate better, Kate <laughs> it, it, better watch out. <laughs> one, th- one thing they, <laughs> um, QB won. one thing they, uh, he was a quarterback in high school.
1: So Jim was on uh, ninety seven won the ticket today or, or yesterday. It doesn't matter. Um, and talked about that play, and he said it was all like just a a, a call by the team. It was an it audible. Yeah. Audible mid-play. Audible. As soon as that ball's directionally kicked, they're like, all right, this is what we're doing. Yep. And everybody was on the same page. That's cool to see. Yeah. Now, look, I would love to see it against Ohio State rather than Maryland, but it's not like you're hiding something at that point. It wasn't a hide. It was just like a, hey, this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we saw, and, and it worked, and that that's pretty cool to see. Um, don't want to really get too much into this game uh, again. Cade's numbers twenty, I mean, great, um, very very solid. JJ, nice to see a nice bounce back for him. Yeah, gaining a little of confidence. I'm glad so he got in the game. Really good throws. Yep, um, five of five, so zero incompletions. Uh, also had a touchdown on on the ground, which was cool. Um, nothing crazy with Haskins, but Edwards, man, that that right there is the key. Uh, especially if Quorum cannot be um uh a, a big threat yeah. in, in this Ohio State game now they have to now you put Ohio State on notice here a little bit with here it's like w- watch for this guy too and oh 100% just having him in the game is a threat um and he can run the ball too like he oh, he's yeah. i i, I think he's a good mix between Haskins and Quorum.
2: In I, a lot of ways, I yeah. think I think yeah. what they just did is they said, "Hey, you know our our two headed monster here. It, it's not two headed. It's, it's three headed. Yeah, yeah. And, So watch out. And two headed monster's
1: wrapped it. into the Edwards. I think because he runs like both. he's he runs like Haskins with a little bit of that upright but power, and you always say slippery. Yeah. Um. He's young yet, so he's not. He hasn't." Like One he thing that Haskins like, does well... He runs like well,
2: Adrian Peterson. That's who he runs like. Yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: Um, but he can catch the ball, which ha- I was actually really surprised. So I actually looked up Haskins... Uh, where is that? His receiving yards. I-, I guess it doesn't matter right now. But uh, I get you. Uh, his receiving yards was actually very, very low. And I was shocked by that. But I feel like w- when you have Corum, that- that's where we're at. And showing that Edwards can be that is extremely important. Yeah. And I think... That was exactly what we needed to see from from as a Michigan standpoint. Um nervous about the health of Quorum and um what he can do. Is he gonna be able to touch the ball fifteen times? Like all of these things like this was big for Edwards, this was big for fans to see that all right. <laughs> it was big for Cade.
2: Yeah, that too. Being a safety net, like uh, this and and I think it was big for Josh Gaddis too. He he showed that he's willing to be creative. He's willing to go out on a limb when a guy that has not done this all year. We know the talent is there, but for him to be—I mean, th- these are massive numbers. We're talking ten catches, 170 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, that's a lot. Of- that is huge. Yeah, and he, it wasn't. He
1: might, he, I think he's our third leading receiver now. Uh, well, I know that's what I'm <laughs> saying.
2: Like he was—he was the yeah. leading receiver. So what is Ohio State going to do from the their defensive side? Obviously, they have to stop the run because that's Michigan's critical yep. uh, life. Yeah, the, on their end, like that's how they live on on in the run game. But then also, you know, their wide receivers are they much of a threat? No, I don't think they really are too much of a threat. They can, you know, um um. Sorry, I'm blanking Sanders on some names. Sanders, no Johnson, Johnson. Can, can go up and get a Cornelius. ball here and there. I think he's way underutilized. I think he's athletic. He had but, that one big game, and then but their top corners move. are going to be on him. So now they have to think about okay, what do we do with these backs out of the backfield? Do we put a linebacker on them? Do and risk getting burned like we've seen them do, and not just you know not just Donovan Edwards but Blake Coram too. Like he's one of them is going to burn you. Yeah. Or do you throw a safety on him and now you're risking the over the top like. It just adds more of a game plan. It adds more opportunity for confusion yep. and, and misdirection. that's going to be very it, important.
3: It's what we've mentioned before. Like if if you can get all three of those guys on the field, like if you get Edwards in the slot and you get both Corum and Haskins Dude, in have, the backfield, right? Like it would be just an outstanding option. I mean, you the sky's the limit.
2: Three best skill position players on the team.
3: Uh, unreal.
2: Are you all running backs, you're saying? All running backs. Yeah. So get them on the field.
3: I mean, Edward, three of them. Edwards is kind of like your DeAndre Swifts and Alvin Kamaras and Aaron Jones of our team.
2: Never
1: heard of the, any of those guys. <laughs> those they're Lions, they're those not Lions good.
2: Were, one of them was, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You said Swift, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: I missed the Swift. I blinked. I I, I stopped listening Jeez, after. I was pretty damn nice. Yeah, I know. Swift, you
2: literally played like Devante. the perfect card. You picked the best guy in the middle, and you sandwiched it with our guy and your guy. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like I don't get it.
0: Anyways, it was.
1: It, look, uh, look. I'm not saying what they did against Maryland changes anything from how we feel going into this Ohio State game. No but it was nice to see because this is this is the type of offense that we absolutely need. We need this offense to be next to flawless yep. in this upcoming game. And that was it as close to flawless as as we've seen this offense be. I mean there there was it was still bad at times too. And I, we can't forget that. And I think that's the the scary thing heading into to this matchup.
2: I didn't want to go through the game, so let's just get in the matchup. You guys are cool with that? Or, or is there more the you want to talk about for this game? I think I think it's so important the way they played because in the end this the team has to has to believe it themselves. They have to truly it's believe that. that they match up well against the other team. So this was a big confidence booster for them yep. to say we we've taking the next step. We're on another level. We match you guys. We know what you did, but look what we did. Yeah. It,
3: it was kind of a nice break this year, having Maryland of all teams yeah. right before Ohio State <laughs> I mean, because who do we always play right before Ohio State? Penn State. Nope, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Every freaking year.
1: I'd rather play Indiana. Honestly. Wrong. Heading into this, <laughs> yeah. Heading into last week, yeah. I was like... Man, this this is the last team I want to see right now. Yeah. Which is always there's always the last team you want to see, but yeah. I wish we would take a book out of the SEC and play like Charleston Southern or something like that before our big games. This was also the warm up <laughs> Michigan State had and it was the perfect warm Hills for them, over here, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I mean,
2: it's it's not saying that they're in, in a great spot to win. We're not. Again, we're not saying that. But no, yeah. But this yeah. was the the matchup they needed. The game. The type of game. The dominance they needed for their players on the field to say, "I match up one on one with you," because that's what it comes down to. They have to look at the guy that they're matched up against and believe they're better. And I think, I think Donovan Edwards, it doesn't matter who he's against. I don't care if it's Ohio State or not. I think Donovan right. Edwards will look and say, you don't know what I can do. I just went for 10 and 170. I just topped your wide receivers.
0: Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. Uh-oh.
1: Let's get into the matchup. I mean, it, it's, it's strength against strength. And it falls on the two main guys. Actually, I'm jumping down a line. It doesn't get any bigger than this. I'll stay in Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go to the top of the page for some reason. This is Vacation Sam, by the way. I <laughs> vacation t- Sam. I have tomorrow <laughs> off. I have twelve <laughs> straight days off. He's he's something was jumped, highlighted. Something was something highlighted. Was highlighted. I, he's like I'm, I'm going, there. I'm going Wait, right there. Was today
2: your
3: last day? Today
1: was my last day. I'm off until uh, the fifth of December.
2: Wow. Yeah. Dude, so I'm not I'm not wow. technically. You kinda are. I'm working from home tomorrow.
1: Are yeah. you hammered yet?
3: We'll
2: see. About to be. Ten percenters, <laughs> baby. These are gonna ten Kick them back. Uh, it doesn't get
1: any bigger than Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, with both in the top five now, right? They're both in the top five. Yeah. They um are. five man, versus and, two. Uh the big ten east on the line. Versus. Win and you're you're still a conference and national title conversation. Lose and you just get to listen to the, the, the the haters hate, and yep. you just suck it up and, and move on um, for the next, you know, three hundred plus days. Um, on paper, the big matchup is easy. I think mean, I think it's easy to see Michigan's defense against Ohio State's high flying offense. That seems to be hitting a whole nother level here. The last couple of games, uh, like last week. If I were were to come come on here and say MSU was going to win, I don't think I think I would have lost a lot of respect for some people, um, and people wouldn't take me serious. But again. Just like last week, we're not going to talk about why Mission's going to win. We're going to talk about the path to winning because there is a path. There is a possibility. There's always a possibility. And um, I I think it's going to take a perfect game to to pull off this upset. And I I think we're going to kind of – our goal is to lay out a path, lay out a reason, and and tell tell you guys why, if it happens, uh, why it'll happen, if that makes sense. Um, What is Kerry saying about me? Cute dance, Sam. Oh, gosh. What was I, dancing? Is your mic off? Um, <laughs> no, he meant to do that.
3: <laughs> Turd. Um, I, I
1: think uh, I, I think it's pretty easy. It's strength on strength, and it falls on the two main guys, uh, Hutchinson and Jabo, uh, to make things difficult. They have, uh, they have to. And, and it, it's way easier said than done because uh, if little old us know it from Grand Rapids, Michigan here, I, I think there's a guy in Ohio named Ryan Day that knows that as well. And yep. look, uh, cool. Ohio State has has one of the best offensive lines in the country. They do. I, I don't think we we didn't bring them up in that um, w- w- when we were talking about the way that they embarrassed Michigan State. But the offensive line has a lot to do with that, and and they're actually in the running for for one of the uh, being named the nation's uh, best um, unit, which is uh, what what is it the Joe Moore Award. Um, which is giving to the most outstanding offensive line as a unit. Yeah, um, This surprise, offensive surprise. line has aided the Buckeyes in having both the top scoring offense and total offense in the country, averaging 559.9 yards, just rounded up to 560, and 47.2 <laughs> points per game. Uh, the offensive line has allowed just 35 tackles for a loss this season, uh, which is tied for 7th best nationally and just 13 sacks, good for 13th best national as important as these two guys are hutchinson and jabo i expect osu to do everything uh, they can to limit them and it'll just make someone else to, to to need to step up who is that for you guys and i'm talking about the defense line that's where i think it's all going to start in my opinion i mean we don't need to get into the corners quite yet because they're they're in for another run but you need to get pressure create like easily it doesn't it doesn't always have to be blitzes, and you can't do that all day long. You need to get pressure with the four, and Hutchinson and Ojabo are going to get. What's the right word? I don't want to say shut down because I don't think that's possible at this point. But it's going to take somebody on the inside, right? Somebody right. on the inside of that defense line needs to step up. Who who do you guys who are you guys looking at to be causing havoc yeah, on what, the inside? What, what, what do you
2: think? No. Are, are you going, Mazzie Smith here?
3: I, I, I was going to go Mozzie Smith, but quite honestly, the way that Mike McDonald uses his linebackers, I think Junior Colson has to be a huge <laughs> that's a good factor. name. That's
2: you a just, really good Did you point. read my paper? Oh. That's all I had, man. <laughs> you, can't,
1: you couldn't read that. He's not wearing the glasses. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I trust him. No, I, I completely agree. So,
1: So, it, all right, what do you guys mean by that? So, obviously, he's the linebacker, but – what why do you think why why did
3: that name come to mind for both of you guys? The way he's used on blitzes when Mozzie and Chris Hinton are up front and they create that gap, that's where junior absolutely flourishes. Cause you've you've got a Jabo and Hutchinson on the ends. Yep. And when that gap opens up, that is when you see Junior Coulson in the backfield like white on rice.
2: Yeah, and I think they're the strength of the Ohio State offensive line you could say across the board because like you said earlier they're up for awards and all that stuff very very talented but their inside guards are so disciplined they really are they're good and and you might be able to get some pressure here and there but it's usually a result of mixing it up moving guys around and then they have to their communication back and forth between who they're guarding and switching off to so that means the blitz really is going to probably be the most effective way to get that inside pressure. And Colson has found that ability or had that ability. And Ross here and there too. But Colson seems to be a little bit quicker and you can use the speed to get on the inside and has that like shiftiness in his shoulders and hips to get around the blocker without having without slowing him up. Yep. And that's gonna be really important because Stroud is so elusive and he's, he's 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 so talented. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have the combination where maybe their guys are pushing um, Hutchinson and Jabba are around the outside, and they're 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 not just around the outside guys. They can go on the inside as well, but but if they're playing wide like that, and then you get that pressure up the middle, and now it's the deadly double combo. Right. And so where do you go?
3: And I I like Ross, kind of hanging out hanging around in the middle of the backfield. That, that's kind of where his strength is. Yeah. A little side to side.
2: Well, he's the senior, you know? Yeah. And, and that's yep. where you want your guy that's yep. been there, done that. He's seen a lot of different things and he can make judgment calls. Colson has shown a, a really good ability to do that, too. Little undersized. So I don't think that comes into play a ton. But have you seen the way Henderson runs from Ohio State? The dude is he's a stud. He's a beast. Yep. Yeah. And so if Colson's the only one out there, I guarantee you he's going to lower his shoulder and run through a few of those. So so I think I agree. Ross maybe in the middle of the field, let him do his thing like yep. he's comfortable doing. Colson's the guy that plays in coverage here and there and then is the X factor in the middle.
1: How do you want them to use Daxon Hill? How do you think he would be best utilized in this game? Because I think, obviously, he's a playmaker. Um, but we're at a point that we need to shut down some of these wide receivers. I think... Um, Corner, I mean just using him as a corner as a shutdown corner. Is that how you utilize
2: him or do you let him do his uh, thing? No, and you do don't, what you he's don't done take him away from, from what he's done. You don't okay. take him away from what he's done already. And I think Smish uh, Smish. Smish in, in like a Smish. In Jig in Jigba. In Jigway? In Jigba. In Jigba, whatever. So <laughs> in Smith and Jigba, who might be I, I'm not gonna say he's the best wide receiver in the group but they rely on him over the middle for those crossing yep. routes so much to bail them out of third downs and long second-down plays.
3: That That's what's dangerous about him because when you have Olave and Wilson out there and they're not options, I guarantee Njigba is out there somewhere and Stroud is going to find him, Yes, and it's going to be a problem. And it it was proven to be a problem this past week versus Michigan State take away their bad secondary nonetheless those three are absolutely dangerous like as if it couldn't get any better with Wilson and Olave they put in Jigba out there and it got worse for defenses
2: yeah well and, and the, what they do and again what they do is they beat you deep yes, they, they, beat they, do. You, they beat you with Olave they beat you with Wilson and then what do they do they <laughs> still run those clear out routes Yep. You have to react. Your safeties go deep, and what does that do to the middle of your field? Now Smith and Jigba just lives either underneath that linebacker or it, immediately behind it that linebacker. Vulnerable, and, and I don't know how you stop that. You can't stop everything all at once. So the they need to thank you. That, that's awesome. Thanks, clutch. Uh, they they this is what Ohio State does. They they put you in a decision making mode where you now have to choose between death by cuts or death by I don't it's, even know, melee or something.
3: It feels like it's going to come down to football IQ and athleticism smashed together. Yeah. Like, the these guys are going to be tested beyond belief this weekend. So I
2: think to answer your question, Dax Hill, how do you use him? Because he's your athletic freak on the Michigan side that might be able to keep up with some of these guys. I think you put him in the slot where he's lived all year long, where he's comfortable, you drop them back as safety here and there, but you also throw them into slot most of the time against Smith and Jigba, and you have to take away the safety blanket. Now maybe you say you're one on one. Good luck. We need you to step up and have a game of your life. And then the guys on the outside, you say, hey, you have one safety playing over the top. Maybe two if we're playing a nickel defense and we don't we don't think Henderson's going to run it. But they got they have to choose. They have to choose who's going to be on the island. And this is where Dax Hill needs to step up and be that five-star talent and say, you're on the island, go win it for us.
3: Hill Island. Hill Island. Let's go, baby. Nice. So I, d- I did want
2: to go s-
1: through some of the numbers of, of what Michigan's going against here. I mean, the, the playmakers are absolutely insane. These numbers are at a completely different level. So CJ C. Stroud, um, 3,500. 3, I'll just round it up to 3,500 yards so far. 36 touchdowns to five interceptions. Only sacked nine times. Um, he averages five yards uh, per play and a
2: 71.1 completion percentage. All right, so all of those would be Michigan records, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. That's insane.
2: Shea Patterson threw for around there. Did he? Less than, I think 28.
1: Uh, rushing, we got uh, – so I only had two guys uh, located here. Now I, there was a reason for that. So Travion Henderson is, is their lead back, 150 attempts, uh, 1,100 yards, 7.3 uh, average, Gosh. and 14 touchdowns. And, and I think he has the talent that, I mean, <laughs> you look at the wide receivers he's he's um, competing with for, for touches and touchdowns and plays and stuff like that. If he didn't have, if he wasn't doing that, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Shea Patterson, what 3,061 3, 061 yards. Would he How many be touchdowns? Um, would he be dealing with is, is what's interesting. And I did want to highlight C.J. Stroud, who is obviously the quarterback. He doesn't run a whole lot, and I thought that was the most interesting thing. He has 25 attempts for zero yards is what I'm seeing here. Um, so I think that, that kind of probably goes negative with sacks is my guess. Yeah. But he doesn't run a whole lot. No,
2: have you seen his wide receivers? <laughs> but you got to no, watch out for that. He's and past that, first. I think, is past going to be bon. the
1: interesting thing because – if he gets uncomfortable, if we do get pressure, he can move around can way better than his numbers say. Than he's he just needed to. doesn't have to. Yeah, he just hasn't had to, and that is going to be an Now, he's also when you move him around, he stays in there a little long, and he makes bad throws. I think at, at times he's he's proven that he's been exposed. I think against um, some teams. I mean, he's only When been was set he nine most times. uncomfortable? When he gets pressure, obviously, like most most quarterbacks. Well, well, but, early well, in yeah. the year.
2: Early in the year.
3: Against what team? Oregon.
1: Oregon.
2: Cave Without Thibodeau? No, Thibodeau no, didn't play. T- didn't play, but they did get pressure.
1: They did. And that was the, uh, the key. By Sewell. Um, but I also think be careful because Green? he, I bet you he'll be running the ball a lot if, if we get a lot of pressure on him. And then the receivers, it's a three-headed monster there, Najigba that we've talked about, Wilson – and Alave, and um, she's 1,100 yards, 900, 939 yards, 848 yards, um, six touchdowns for Njigba, 11 for Wilson, 13 for Alave.
2: School record. I heard, I
3: heard a stat on the radio today from uh, our good friend Jim Brandstatter. <laughs> it was 187 catches between the three of them this year.
2: Holy smokes. 187
3: eighty seven they're
2: gonna be three thousand each one of what? them thousand yards that's Whoa. crazy
3: what what's our what's our best what like
2: thirty four five maybe how how many screens <laughs> has yeah uh, I our, our leading
1: receiver i thought I put that on here I'm so mad I don't know where
2: it went I that, swear I put that, that on here I mean that's
0: insane but uh,
2: yeah, T- to get back to this, though, I mean, like, w- how is Michigan going to try to slow these guys down? They have to have the game of their life from their secondary. And, yeah, the yes. defensive line is key. Absolutely yeah. defensive line is key. We need them to step up. Uh, but more than that, we need these guys to be able to play man-to-man, get on that island with them, and then hang. Just do what you can, make plays when we need you the most. And, you know, you have a couple of guys listed here between – uh, Moten, safety, very talented, very athletic. I, I I'm a big fan of him. Um, Gray, yep, Vincent Gray. Gray, who's got the athletic ability to do it. He's not going to get. You're not going to just run by him. He's he's a fast dude. And then you've got Dax Hill. But I think you you just need it from the whole crew. You need it's DJ crazy. Turner. Yeah, DJ Turner. You have yeah, to. Uh, DJ Turner's. Oh, I am mean, a huge. Rod Moore has been playing out of his mind lately as a freshman safety. I love the athleticism, the speed that he brings, and the confidence. The, co- the coaches talk about Rod Moore just living in the in the um, film room, and, and more than anybody on his entire team, he's in the film room watching. So he's, get, he's got the leg up. Um, Brad Hawkins worries me in this type of a game, not because he's a senior and he's been there, done that, and I think he needs to be in there for that reason, but I'm worried because of his lack of speed and if he gets beat over the top, this is exactly the kind of guy that Ohio State beats on a regular basis. Um, and then Jamon Green, also athletic ability to keep up with these wide receivers. He's been injured midway through the season. DJ Turner took his spot. Um, he he needs to be there, and he needs to be play the ball because you're going up against first-round draft picks. All three of them are going to be first-round draft picks. Yeah, I don't All think – All three of them will be able to – yeah. to break and it, on the ball, and, and Jamon Green's downside is he doesn't play the ball, he plays the man.
3: Exactly. that That's the problem right there. You have three more-than-capable wide receivers from Ohio State. <laughs> the secondary has got to be on point.
1: Yeah, so Kerry Kim comes in and said those stats make it feel impossible, uh, but this is our best defense we've had in a while. What do you think about that? Do you think it is our best defense, or do you think – all right, so I, I think it's a difference between this? yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> do you remember? Do you
2: remember who they tore apart in 2016? Okay, <clears throat> number
1: 28 was it Hawkins?
2: No, nope, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he's been there a <laughs> long time. It was number 28. White dude, all, always played good. Played like Hawkins, but just got torched in this game against Ohio State. I, I don't know. Play after play, they I went After literally have forgotten. Do you on actually purpose. know, or are you? Are you no, I'm, us? I'm just going oh. off a of memory right now. It's t- it's number 28. I know it. He's, he's a white dude, and yeah, um, is he, he in got, the league? No, he got absolutely just torched again. Fifth was year guy. He probably going to be drafted, and you're like, nope. never. Yeah, I mean, he, they just exposed their guy, and that's what Ohio State will do in this type of a game. They're going to find their matchup that they want to expose, and it might Ooh. be Henderson. Henderson might go off just like. Um, yeah. Kenneth Walker did. Yeah, that's a good point. We we might be gearing up for this passing attack, and they're gonna dif- just go nuts on us on the ground.
1: Yeah, they they have the ability <laughs> to do that for sure. Um, one thing that I think is the most interesting with our, with our secondary, we're we're athletic enough, we're um talented enough, but these wide receivers, if you give a quarterback more than four seconds to throw the ball. That's when we're gonna have issues. And it comes back down to the front. It oh. and it, it is absolutely huge. And and that's where I'm just gonna talk about the defense here I, for a second. I
2: remember that. I was spot on with that. Yep. The
1: defense it's it's I'm the way I look at this is it is time for Hutchinson, Ajabo, and Daxon Hill to stop being p- pro football focused good with pass rushes and hurries and knockdowns and Past deflections, and it's time for one of these guys or all of these guys to make a play. I
3: make, all those things sound nice, though.
2: I take offense to this statement, though. <laughs> Why, dude?
3: What What you just said? You don't I'm think Hutchinson God, is like kinda... finished the deal? No,
2: like, no. I'm saying in the
1: big game. Okay, in this right, this game,
2: this t- game right here, right now. Did you watch Penn State? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I watched Penn State. <laughs> Three sacks, Hutchinson. No, two I, sacks, jabba, Both force fumble. I know. That's the game we need, though. Okay. That's the game we need.
1: I. And that's what I'm saying. You need to seal the deal. You need to make the big plays. And I wasn't just talking about like they haven't done it this year. I mean, they haven't done it against Ohio State. Winovich didn't do it against Ohio State. Um, Gary De- Devin Bush didn't do it against Ohio State. Gary didn't do it against Ohio. State. Finish the job. Finish good, the plays. Play. Do the Don't big plays. Don't just reach out in and the swipe game. a quarterback. Finish the quarterback. Kill him. Make em. the big play. That's the key of this mm. defense. Go hit him. Is you're going to you're going to be bleeding a lot. And you're going to have to stop the bleeding quickly. And it becomes a big play, not just like a sack on second and 2 and all of a sudden push them back to third and 8 and then they still get you play. You know what I mean? Then that stat, that sack was basically worthless. Go in kill somebody.
3: <laughs> yep. I, <laughs> that's I'm where motivated.
1: that's where I'm, I'm, I'm at. Like I it, go play. it's all about making a play and not just almost making a play. That's what
2: that's what I mean. They need to they need to believe deep inside that they're capable of this against the other team and, and it doesn't matter what their star was on the other side, they need to own it and that's why this last game was important for them to dominate somebody the way they did because they need to understand that they're good enough
1: it's amazing that we haven't even talked about the offense and, but, but I think we know what what it takes mm-hmm. you guys might
0: have when I was gone,
1: did you guys talk about the offense? no, Michigan's offense uh, look, I think
2: don't remember at all what we talked about
3: no I thought you said the office for a second. I'm like... The
1: oh, no, the office. Yeah, let's talk about the office. Michael Scott. Michael <laughs> Scott believe. Paper Company Sorry. episode. On no. paper,
2: you know, that great... <laughs> Thunder Mifflin paper.
1: Um, <laughs> no, but I... I the offense is, is, I think, going to be the thing that, that holds this team back yep. and, may, and puts more pressure on the defense than it should be. Now, there have, have been teams that can show that they can score on Ohio State's defense. I think Penn State showed that they can keep it close. Uh Nebraska did decent enough, I guess. I, that was more of a defensive effort, I think. Um but the there, the there's a blueprint out there that, that there's a way to score enough and there's a blueprint out there of ways to stop them. I I'm more concerned about <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to say I'm more concerned about scoring points than we're going to get a 50 <laughs> burger put against us. I, I think uh, I think the <laughs> way
2: the way you need to start this game is, well, okay, so I guess if I'm if I'm on the coaching staff in Michigan, I look at last week and say, and this is what we kind of broke down when you were upstairs, we saw Ohio State come out with a game plan. They showed one thing consistently over and over and over, and they scored a touchdown, which was that comeback, that 10- to 12-yard route comeback. They, they They were setting up the cornerbacks. They had a whole drive of setting cornerbacks up, and then what happened the very next drive? Boom! Boom! Right by you. I think it was like a forty or a seventy-seven yard touchdown. The next one after that, uh, same thing. Yeah, I mean they they set them up so perfectly. They said you cannot stop us. You have to change something. Right when Michigan State starts playing in, starts biting on those, they're past them. It's not even close. Then what does Ohio State do? They drop their safeties back, and then uh, uh, Smith and Jabe, but whatever his name is, goes down. Oh, and under the middle, and now you you can't guard both. You can't guard deep and short crossing that route. Sucks. So. So I I guess
1: we went into this with a little bit of hope. And now that we're talking about Ohio State so much, I'm like,
2: well, no. uh So I think I think here's the thing. (laughs) What Michigan has to do is pay attention to the first drive that Ohio State has. If they're going to have the same blueprint that they had against Michigan State, they're going to show a hand and then go completely opposite the second time around on the second drive. That's my prediction. I think if you are a fan and you're watching this, Pay attention to that. The first drive, what do they do? If they're they're going deep, they're going deep. What the, the next drive, they're gonna load up and run the ball. Drive number one, if they start running the ball, what's what are they gonna do second second time? They're gonna start throwing it deep. They're gonna bring those safeties in. They're yep. gonna challenge you to change your game plan.
3: They are going to mix it up like you've never seen.
1: Just need to make a play. It really is what what it is. And and our our offense needs to be they need to have a, a Michigan State performance our offense does. We need nope. to have
2: some sort of patriot
1: game plan. Make them play left where we where we
2: play yeah where we play a different type of game where we're one step ahead of them predicting what they're doing.
3: Michigan's offense is going to have to be a mixture between the time that they played Wisconsin and Maryland. Right there those two games.
1: Yeah, I mean I, it's it's Everything. weird because the offense gets so stagnant at times. In both right. of those games, they did. You can't have one of those drives. You really can't. And they have to play absolutely perfect. I mean, and you you can't. How, how do you do? You guys want to see more JJ, or do you think you go into this and be like, Cade? This is you. Win us this game. Like, uh, how would you handle the the Cade JJ scenario here?
3: I do not want to see JJ go in there. And hand the ball off three times and run off the field, I'm gonna lose it. Make him use every limb he's got to make this team win. It is all that matters. If you're gonna go stick him in there, and hey, hand the ball off, or or an RPO, and then and then run, like that, that is that is not going to solve anything is going to sniff that out and absolutely pound him into the ground and into the backfield. It will not work. So right now, I, I like the way that Cade's playing. I think right now you trust Cade.
1: Yeah. I feel like you've kind of made your bed. You're sleeping in it, win or lose here at we, this point.
2: We've also seen a little bit different Cade in well, recent weeks. Last, going, last game, yeah. go, Well, going into Michigan State, we saw a Cade that never topped, never went into 200 yards. Like these, this, guy was was having zero touchdowns a game, and then Michigan State, and then followed by you know, who, Maryland. Was it Maryland right after State?
1: No, oh no, uh, in, in Penn the, State. In Penn State.
2: Yeah, Penn State. With with, I mean he he did okay. I mean he did his job for the most part, and he came up with with a big play the down big the stretch. Play. Yeah, yep. And then and then you know Maryland, what he did there. So this is a kid that's gained in confidence, and at least he doesn't turn the ball over, and he needs to continue that. But I think what our frustration all year with Michigan has been their third downs. They've been getting to so many third downs because they're running the ball in the short passes, yep. and we don't think that can win against Ohio State. It however, won't. however, that is a method of keeping Ohio State off the yep. field. And if and, you have those and long it's not sustained, third down,
1: it's yeah. And, and, and I meant to bring this up when we were talking about the lines. It was like what um, MSU did on fourth down was they. They they kicked it. What Michigan has done on fourth down time and time again is go for it. They have been so aggressive this year. And I think, yeah, I, I definitely want to get some of that. Um, but, like, where was I? I was thinking about Arvon Sauer. Uh, <laughs> uh, Can't come back from that. But Michigan's going to need to convert multiple fourth downs in this game. And they've been planning for that since day one of this season, going forward on fourth down has been Harbaugh's MO. It's bit him in the butt. It has benefited. Yeah. It has done both. And, man, grab your you-know-what and fight to the end here because you are going to be fighting for every single inch. This because is who they are. Those inches are going to be the difference between turnover on downs and continuous uh, long drive, giving your defense rest, and keeping that offense off the field.
3: So, i I don't necessarily want this team to envision or hope they get to a third down every single drive as they drive down the field I get it's gonna take a lot of time off you you're going to eventually just end up in third downs I get it that's yeah. what that's that's what this team's mo is but don't don't like hold yourself like they want in. To. <laughs> I was gonna say don't hope yourself into the third down scenario. You get a long game. It's going to be a very long day, very long game, lots of emotions. Don't wish yourself into that third down scenario constantly.
2: Yeah, don't just give it to him. I, I agree no. with that. Don't don't just be so predictable in your game plan calling. And I don't think they will. I think he's turned a, a little bit of a corner. Um Josh Gattis that is, and his and his play calling has been a little bit more creative. Seems like every
1: time he seems he's turned a corner, he takes then he goes right back, step back. Yep. Yeah,
2: and and I that's definitely possible here, especially early on in the game. Maybe you know, just want to play, you know, show his hand. Screw that, show your hand. Like <laughs> show let think your show this. Your this is nuts. the time. This is the show time. everything. Yeah, show your nuts. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like <No. laughs>
1: Mike, it goes streaking afterwards. Right? Hey, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Mike already kind of said game. off air, but I didn't want to bring this to everybody's attention. <laughs> He said, if they win, I, and I'm going to quote you on this, go, if go Michigan wins this game, he is going to go streaking. And he said yeah. "And he
2: said he wanted Sam to film that or record it and, put it on and Facebook? post it. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. We'll
3: text it to him because he's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, he's going to
2: be in That's Alabama. That's the reason I'm going to be gone, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know if Michigan wins this game, you have to be in Alabama for the next six weeks. Yeah. Because... That's Michigan the will truth. be in the so I'll the Big just, Ten title. I'll just come and back then and, then, f- and then. Final then, Four. And then go back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just go back and forth. <laughs> just back, back and forth. Back and forth. Should <laughs> we get into picks? You guys already getting picks? Let's, Let's do it. it. All right. Can you explain betting here? Actually, let me just hit music here. Yeah, I'm just going to explain everything I'm going to be doing here from now on. You want me to explain Betting Hero? Yeah, I do. I need to take a breather.
2: Yeah, nobody, nobody listening knows about Betting Hero, I bet, because. No, they definitely do, right? You
1: know, they've all listened. Did though, you I say assume. I bet? Unless we have a new listener. If you're a new Ooh, listener out there, please comment. I hope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, so bettinghero, bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS. This is your opportunity to get uh, the best promo codes available that are all legal in the state of Michigan, and, and they do the work for you so you don't have to go shopping around. They'll, sh- they'll give you the best bet so you can win as much free money as from week to week as possible so it's not just that these promo codes go away after you sign up the promo codes are there uh, no matter what time of year it is um, whatever big game comes next or boxing or mma whatever football they are begging for you to win money at this point in the, in the game everybody's trying to get one leg up on everybody else so bettinghero.com promo code mibets i don't need to sell you anymore there's free money out there go ahead Go take it. Get some. Go get some. That's that's a good way to support us as well.
1: Alright, we got Bears at the Lions. Lions are pl- actually let me to go over Micah, you went three four and three. Kyle went three and four. Ryan five and two. Oh, look at that. I went four and three. Micah is still leading the way, forty six and thirty eight overall. Kyle's forty four and forty. Ryan forty two and forty two. And I'm forty and forty four. It's getting a little close here. So I like it. Um, anyways, we got the Bears at the Lions Thanksgiving. We got three Thanksgiving days. Three Thanksgiving games. It's days. One day. Three games. Rams. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bears at you, the Lions. You,
3: you can do it.
0: Can you can do it. This is vacation <laughs> Sam. Remember that. This
1: is vacation Sam. Bears at Lions. Lions plus three and a half. Kyle's taking the Lions. Michael, what are you doing?
3: Oh, I should take the Lions here but. a I feel like the Bears can cover it. so.
2: Ryan, I'm going Lions here. I think they're going to do something. I think they're going to win. I have bet against them week after week, but at this point, I'm, I'm believing they're going to do something. If, if I fall on my face, that'll so be it. They're going to win. I'm taking the Lions. Raiders at the Cowboys. Cowboys a seven-point favorite.
1: Kyle's taking the Cowboys.
2: Cowboys. All right.
1: You give seem me. surprised every time I throw it to you. Like, you know that no, you're going to go... I'm
3: not surprised. <sighs> okay. I, I, I don't look at these until now. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. What?
2: <laughs> that's disrespectful, Micah. I wish you would take your position a little bit more seriously. Uh,
3: give me Derek Carr and the Raiders.
2: Ryan's <laughs> Ryan. That's foolish. I'm going to go Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I got Cowboys on the, the, the up-down theory here. Right? They had a down game. They're going to dominate this game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Bills at Saints. Saints plus four. Kyle's taking the Bills. Micah. Bills. Ryan. Bills. I'm gonna take Saints. Smart. I already had it written down, Mark. Not really, but <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. They're home. Home Thanksgiving. Let's do
2: it. Ooh, this is a good game coming up.
1: Last NFL game of the week, we got the Rams at Micah's Green Bay Packers, who is who are a one point favorite. Kyle's taking the Rams. Micah, what are you doing here? Rams. Ryan. Packers. I'm taking Green Bay as well. I, the Rams look bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. They sure
2: did. Stafford looked like the Stafford of old, didn't he? <laughs> he looked like the Stafford that most Lions fans complain about. That I, I'm telling you, I watched part of that game, and my dad told me on Sunday, he's like, I watched that game, and he looked like the Stafford from the Lions, and I turned it off. <laughs> I was like, that's what I was thinking too. I don't understand what's going on with that team. I really, really don't.
1: And Carrie just commented, oh, buddy, can I vote on this? Are you you want to vote on the
3: the picks here?" Ah, uh, that was when I said I was going streaking.
1: Oh, gotcha. She doesn't want to know. She doesn't want to see you naked. I get that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll spare you, Carrie.
1: <laughs> uh, Where are we watching the game? Are you coming over for the game? No, I'm going to be in Alabama. I
3: don't. I don't know, man you got to find a place where we're going <laughs> to win, so that's up to we you. We haven't
1: watched it at my house yet. I'm just, you know, okay. I'm
3: okay. Well, the last two years versus MSU was here. And not going different very different well. team. Different team.
2: Okay. Okay. Where okay. were you last year?
1: Last year, we were at Micah's. No, no, last year, they didn't play. Two years ago, we were at Micah's.
3: Yeah. That was three years
1: ago, we were at Trav's, right? No, that was four years oh, ago. Oh, that was... It <laughs> was three years was ago? Trav's, that was... That was five, five years was ago. Sixteen. That was the JT was short name.
3: He he's yeah, still Payton short. Was still
1: a baby. So that was six years ago. That was his old house. though There were
3: a lot of expletives coming out of our mouths, and there were a lot I of kids around. I literally passed
1: out. Like I jumped because I got so excited when we stopped him, and then I didn't. Like I didn't. I would like get passed out when I was up because I like was on the ground and I what? jumped, and then I like passed out and I hit the floor. Yeah,
2: it was bad. And then and then you woke up. And I they woke were, up the same th- thing. And then you woke up and they didn't actually stop them. Exactly. Oh wow, my gosh. Where
1: were we three years ago? Oh, I remember. I was at a wedding. Oh. Yeah. Awful. Who, who plans get, a wedding? Michigan <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> Matt Kramer who, does.
3: Who, who gets married during football season?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into that. I think we're going through the whole song without actually making a college pick. Let's get, uh, let's get that good. going. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. This Arvon must be good. Minus one. Mississippi State is minus one. Kyle's taking Ole Miss. Michael, what are you doing?
3: Ole Miss is going to wax them.
1: Wax them? Is that a good thing or a bad thing?
3: Uh, it's a good thing.
1: Wax on wax off. Well, <laughs> I was going to go wax there. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> <all. laughs> right?
2: Uh, I'll go with the wax. Ole Miss.
1: All right, we're, we're going to all get along with that one Old Miss for me as well moving to Oklahoma against Oklahoma State Oklahoma State is a three and a half point favorite uh, Kyle is taking Oklahoma State Ryan what are you doing or Micah what are you doing
3: Oklahoma State is going to 11 and one
2: Ryan doesn't this just feel like a game that Oklahoma will win and you're like why you guys are terrible like why do you always just like Texas earlier in the year They right? shouldn't have beat them yeah I'll go Oklahoma State.
3: Mike Gandhi and that mullet are coming in hot, baby.
1: Coming in hot. How long ago was it that he did that? I'm 40. I'm a man.
2: Oh, I don't know, but I love it. I love that. <laughs> but that refresh, was a long at least, time ago. At this least once a year, you got to refresh that.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Oklahoma and try to make up some ground is what I'm going to do. Nice. Moving to our Sparty Party Pick of the Week. Sparty Party is a New England IPA with Mandarina <laughs> Bavaria, and Amarillo hop, 7% alcohol by volume. 53 IBUs. Penn State is at Michigan State. Michigan State is actually a one-point underdog. We're going to stick with the one-point favorite. Michigan State. What? You talking about the order? I switch it up every time, but no, I don't switch it up on the thing. You're
3: good.
2: Don't
1: worry about it. Well, I know I'm good. Are you good?
3: That's oh, yeah. Question.
1: For sure. sure. Oh, yeah. All right.
3: I'm taking Maryland.
1: Sparty Party <laughs> is... Um. A beer that is brewed by Big Lake Brewing. Big Lake, check it out. It's so a party. Good. Drink a Sparty Party while you're watching the game.
2: I recommended Big Lake to a buddy of mine recently. Yeah, and, what do you think? And he loved it so much, he went back and got like an assortment of all their beers. Did he
1: co- go to Big Lake, or did he get like a couple of their beers? No,
2: he just yeah, he just went to the local liquor like store. Cisnano's? Yeah, yeah. But no, because he's in Allendale, but he, okay. he got it over there wherever they go.
3: Vineyard. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 48 West. Or, uh, no, there's a party store I just went to. They have a, right next they have a to tap that. room. <laughs>
1: oh, really? Yeah. They have the a tap they, room?
3: So there, there's an ice cream shop, and it's connected to a liquor store, which is connected to a tap room. Tons of taps and tons. All three tons good. of bourbon to pick from. Ooh, really?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. More Ooh. than total wine?
1: We Doubt it, but. Where are we at right now? <laughs> did, we, did we make our, our Sparty Party pick yet?
2: No. Dude, yet. Which beer
1: did he like from Big Lake?
2: Well, I, I told him just to go with Sparty Party and Amazing Blue, yeah. first of all. Yeah, so that's what he did, and he started there, and then he went to the Mango. Oh, the Mango Hey, He fell in love with the Mango there. Yeah. Really? he
1: tried the Cotton Candy. Haze. He, he went
2: Cotton Candy. That was the next one I like told him. One? He loved that one. Uh, yeah, he loved it. He's like, I never would have ever picked this up loved it. Yeah. Um, what and they, was
3: the one that we liked? The Citra. Oh, the, the,
2: the uh, silver oh, can. Oh, oh yeah, so good. The double.
1: Yeah. Was it Citra? Yes, yeah. it was Citra. Hydra Citra, <laughs> <something> like Hydra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was something Hydra. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Solid money. Beer. Oh. It was money. Solid, solid beer. We need to make our picks. Penn State is at Michigan State. We're gonna go Michigan State minus one. Kyle's taking talk. Michigan State. Mikey, uh, I'm
3: gonna go Michigan State. Bounce back,
2: Ryan. Ah, uh, that's a hard one. I mean, last week was a I don't know a heartbreaker for State. So Penn State might be feeling pretty good going into this. I will go MSU. I do believe in their team. I think they have enough firepower to to just outlast Penn State. They just don't have the offense to keep up with with Sparty. I just hope they I hope they play to their potential. I'm, yeah, it, I'm worried about that. It'll though. be
1: interesting to see who's healthy and who's not on both sides of the, the spectrum here. Keith um, Walker, up, yeah. and Walker, and um, I heard there's flu going through Penn State, but I'm, I'm going to go with Penn State. I I am concerned about Michigan State and their their letdown. Like they're, I feel like they're playing with their. You know, they're, they're, their chest pumped out a little bit, and now that they got pushed back in, it's like, how are they going to respond? I'm, I'm going to go with Penn State on this one.
3: Franklin is pumping his chest out, coaching. With a new contract. New Lots contract. of money.
1: I'm going with a new contract. Um,
2: contract versus contract.
1: Yeah, we're going to move to our Hazen Blue Crushable New England IPA featuring Citra and Mosaic hops and brewed with real blueberries, 5.5% alcohol by volume, 20 IBUs. It is another win from Big Lake Brewing, they do amazing stuff. Um, you're, gonna keep, you're gonna keep playing the you music gotta, here, or no? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. We got okay. some time to talk about this, thing, right? right. Um, so we're going into our Ohio State at Michigan matchup. Michigan is plus eight. That's a that number is in a perfect spot. I feel like eight. It's gonna probably move to eight and a half. It's gonna move back down to seven and a half. It's gonna move around. I could see it. Getting to nine at times, like it'll be really interesting to see how this moves throughout the week. Um, Kyle's going to take Michigan. He says they're going to lose, but it's they're going to keep it close. Wow. Um, Michael, what are you doing here?
3: That's where I'm going. They they may come they may come up with a crap field goal or a crap
2: touchdown late to keep it close, or they may win. Ryan, does anybody know what uh, El Jefe picked on this one or no? Farestool. Uh I don't know El who Jefe.
0: that is.
2: <laughs> Who's El Hefe. El Jefe? Presidente. Oh, whatever, dude. Jeff. Does know what Jeff? What does Jefe hey. mean? What does Hefe mean?
3: Jeff. Uh, it's Jeff.
2: <laughs> I'm just giving fodder for next year's uh, like best of. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sam, will you check in with Jeff uh, for oh us? Oh my
2: gosh, El Hefe. What? Okay. Who did
1: El Jefe take? Guys,
2: man? who out there is named Jeff, who I've been talking to? Like, why was that in my head? Please text me. Let me know if I've been talking to you There's and your name is Jeff.
3: I have a coworker named Jeff.
2: And it wasn't, oh, it wasn't your coworker. Check in with
3: him. That's what he's asking <laughs> about.
1: Yeah, like, how, El what Jefe, who did you take? Who did
2: he take? I want to know. I just want some info. Some. Uh. <laughs> All
1: right. We're about to go through a whole song just for the mission pick, but that's fine. Red, what are you doing? I'm not not worried about that at all. (laughs) I know you
2: are. I'm still stalling. You know what? I'm going to take the easy way out here. I'm going to go Ohio State so I get the best of both worlds. I'm either right or Michigan wins.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do the same. And
2: that's cheap, and I was going to go the other way, but Kyle and Micah went with Michigan, which I just wasn't expecting. Yeah. So I'm going to make up some ground if – Hopefully not. Well, I'm either going to make up ground or I win, and I don't even care.
1: If not, you're going streaking. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah bay well, bay. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna take Ohio State as well. I just don't see I don't see how they can handle it, and and I hope I'm wrong. I it's hope I'm dead wrong. It's a lot. I really to take care yeah of. Um, yeah. I guess we'll just do our second beer grade of the day. It is time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their a great selection of craft beer. They have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and wine making supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Ryan, what are you drinking over there? I just gave it away to
2: you. <clears throat> um, wobbly. Cobbler, which is after a few of these, it makes it harder to, to come up with that name. Uh, this is their six percent kettle sour with blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, strawberry, boysenberry, key lime with lactose and graham cracker. Um, this thing is jam packed. Like if you guys can see my glass yeah. after this, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. like yeah, how close you can get, but there is just residue all over uh, the outside of this glass Residue. it's it, it's jam-packed again and, and that the flavor of that um is is really the key of this beer and it's so good like all of their beers i don't really know how to describe them to anybody else whenever uh they ask about it i'm just like you gotta experience it to know to understand so again wobbly cobbler um Huge fan with all the flavors. The sour was amazing. I'm going to go with an eight point six. I don't. I don't care. Like (laughs) I I grade all their sours so high, but but I don't care because they're all so good and it's right up my alley. Like if I'm going to go beer, I can go with one of their IPAs or I can go with a different beer from a different place. This is so unique. I'm going to get my hands on this anytime I can. Any any anytime I have an opportunity, I'm going to go with their sour. Very nice. Very nice. I. Your mic's off. I'm, I'm going to go. Every time. time. Third time tonight.
3: <laughs> Just not with Start it. three.
1: I'm drinking the yeah. Dark yeah. Div- Divination. Um, it is their Pastry Stout. It is uh, 10% alcohol by volume. And this one has Nutella is my my guess. I'm trying to see the the can. It's hard in this lighting, isn't it? You guys have a hard time with that? Welcome no. to my world.
2: No, it was very easy to read.
1: Um, It is their yeah Pastry Stout uh, with hazelnut. And cocoa nibs and vanilla, probably brewed by Arvon Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Holy, Holy frick, what was so that? good! What, huh? what,
2: this is solid,
3: isn't that? That one's so... really good. <laughs> this just blew my mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ryan just, just switched <laughs> to Micah's and loved it. Um, yeah, so that that's that's Guys. good to see. Um, but no, but I, my. Look, I'm. I'm not. A, uh, this isn't my style, but it was actually very, very good. It got me where I wanted to be tonight. Um, I'm going to go with it,
2: eight point zero. <laughs> you didn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have said it in a more sexual way. Come on.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs>
2: Mm, always uh, left me uh, satisfied.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. You guys just lost it now I'm losing it.
2: Uh it's been a good Arvon <laughs> night. It's a good Arvon night. The cheers to Arvon. Yeah, for, cheers, for,
1: thank you for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you guys are the a, best. <laughs> been a fun one. Mike, you gotta give it a grade, man. You gotta pull yourself together.
2: Don't do me wrong with this grade. Come on now. They just get a comment that
1: said they love uh, uh, Vacation Sam on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You were were just hysterical. I didn't even mean to. Got me where I needed to go. (laughs) (laughs) Just came out naturally. Satisfied and
3: smiling. Okay. So I'm drinking their Strawberry Rhubarb Cobbler. Uh, Five percenter. It's got strawberry, rhubarb, cinnamon, vanilla, granola, and lactose sour. Every time I drink one of their beers with their lactose in it, it is just Man. lights out. It's smooth. It The the difference between. I definitely know what you mean by beer, lights out. You're going to have a lot Try of it. those next weekend.
2: Try too hard.
3: Um,.
1: <laughs> I should have just kept it more yeah. natural. As soon as I try to be funny, it doesn't this, work.
3: This beer, it, it doesn't have as much tart as a lot of their sours. So if you don't like that that little pinch in your cheeks where it's too sour, this is one of those beers for you. It's so smooth. It, it goes down so well. I mean, I I crushed three of them, and I, I, I love smooth beers. I, I like my bourbons a little bit more smooth. I'm just that type of palate, so that beer I'm gonna go with a nine point one.
2: Wozers! You, you did hear that one right? You did it. Oh, I de- absolutely. Yeah, did. yeah. That is a really. really I, <laughs> I'm telling you, that the wobbly cobbler is is phenomenal. And then I just went to this and I was like, whoa, what, yeah. what is this? Uh, the, this one blow def- your mind. The,
1: the wobbly cobbler definitely has more of the the suck in your cheeks type thing, you know, the tight cheek thing. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, like, like like I explained very well, and I'm just not gonna try to move on any any further. Oh no, please with, do. Go no, ahead. No, no, just, I, I really shouldn't. I, I mean, I don't know how we've gotten to where we are. At maybe this just p- go back
2: uh, and forth. You you tight cheek it, and then you relax a little bit, <laughs> and then and then you know back and forth. <laughs> Oh man, we guys, it was a
1: good, so up- good the episode. Outro. We are so mature.
2: What is the out? Where is the outro? I don't even know where it is. Where is it's it? named something ridiculous. It's, you're never outro find with it. fade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it took yeah, me so long it's ridiculous to
1: find it. But anyways, that was episode one thirty two. Can You believe that I remember that it was episode one thirty two? Yeah, seriously. That was a fun one. Hopefully, so check in on Saturday. We're gonna have our. our I will not be there. Ryan won't be there. It's gonna be a good episode though. So check it out.
0: Let's do it. You've been listening oh boy. to State do do? <laughs> of My
1: Sports. <laughs> you next week. Thank you guys for recording. Yeah, thank From you for the Red watching. Reads, listening. To the, Lions, talking to next week, the Tigers, to the, the Pistons, Saturday. to
0: Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between. We're good. talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.